Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop back in Texas. And I got some totally bitching podcasts to release over the next couple of weeks. Uh, this first one is with me, Bare Knuckle Paul, and Darren McKee. Two phenomenal motherfuckers. And I can't thank Bear and the rest of the Motorcycle Sherpa team enough for letting me go over there and spend some time with these guys and many more. Uh, this first podcast we recorded at the Royal Singy Hotel once we all got situated, kind of back on a regular sleep schedule as much as we probably could have. And, you know, we start off by talking about, you know, everybody's trip to Sturgis this last year. And then we go into, you know, a little bit about what we did to prepare for this fucking crazy expedition we are fixing to go on across Nepal. So let's get into it. Right, that was Thou Shall Not Hassle by Extermination Day. Thank you, Zach from Heavy. Check out Heavy Clothing at BigCartel.com. All right, this show, like all shows, is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right, each month I feature a different shop from around this country, sometimes outside of this country. And we do a one-off limited run t-shirt that is only available through MC Shop Tees. It's like Christmas every single month. Speaking of Christmas, that is right around the corner and you can go and sign up and buy three, six, and 12-month package for a friend, for a family member, or maybe just for somebody who sucks at picking out shirts on their own because I guarantee you they will get some badass shit through mcshoptees.com. This month's featured shop was Maltese Machine. And, uh, you know, this trip to Nepal kind of delayed things a little bit. I do apologize, but shirts are going out this week. And next month's featured shop, I just dropped the knowledge on the gram, is Power Plant out of L.A., I'm going to try and set a podcast up with him in the next week so we can learn more about that shop. I met Yaniv in Daytona at the Choppers Magazine FXR Bizarre Harley Davidson Motorcycle Show. And it was a pleasure because I've been following what he's been doing for a long time. And it was cool to meet him. And now to get to feature him with MC Shop Tees is super fucking rad. And I got one of the baddest motherfuckers in the art game to do the fucking design jay cruz you might have met him at born free he was hanging out at her booth and partying with us all weekend super rad cat and uh stoked to have him working on such a rad design i can't wait for you guys to see it anyways go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now dude um so back from nepal I'm going to like lay low for the next month and a half. I got some some rad podcasts I recorded on this trip. I got some more coming up. and uh, But I'm, I'm going to be sticking around the house. I hope that you guys do the same. Get some family time in for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. But next year, dude, going to hit the ground running. Go back to South America at the beginning of January and finish the trip to Ushuaia on the Panamerica. And... Uh, Dude, that should take like a month or something. Then I get back, go straight to Milwaukee for Mama Tried, February 17th and 18th. Or 
Is it the 18th and 19th? Yes, the 18th and 19th, and then Flat Out Friday happens on the 17th. Uh, Mama Tried is at the Eagles Ballroom, dude. It's such a sick venue, and I will be actually recording, be recording live podcasts that you can fucking hang out and watch happen in real time. We'll also be filming these so that you'll be able to watch them on the tube or gram for fucking years to come. And they will also come out on this platform as well. So stoked to be working with Scott and Warren on such a rad fucking show that, you know, it's just such a great event and just stoked to be a small part of it. So I hope to see you in Milwaukee. I'll be bringing... I don't know exactly what I'm going to bring yet. Maybe the race bike. Maybe I can get the Pan America up from South America right off the trail, fresh from hitting Ushuaia. So we'll just see how this progresses. And as I nail down some podcasts that I will be doing, I'm actually going to do one with Bare Knuckle Paul in Milwaukee and, uh, you know, spend some more time learning about, uh, you know, his shop and what they do. Um, hopefully I can sit down with Darren McKeegan in the future and learn more about the art that he creates and everything he creates. I mean, he does, he uses everything as a canvas. I gave him a $2 bill so that he could use that as a canvas before I left him. So stoked to have these two guys on the show and I can't wait to get more in depth with them in the future. Uh, I also recorded a podcast with them at the end of this trip. So you get to hear about what happened on the road uh, on the stairway to heaven. So that's pretty fucking sweet. So stay tuned. More from these two to come. Uh, if you want to support the show, but you've got too many t-shirts, go to DangerDansTalkShop.com and sign up. There's a Patreon link where you can donate five bucks a month, which helps me keep this show on the road. Gas in the tank. The mic's hot. Uh, and I've also probably, I mean, you've seen everybody doing the subscription thing on Instagram. I probably will set that up as well just to make it easier for you to get involved, right, and to contribute. I don't know that I'll release any specific secret content, but it will be just an easier way for you to donate to the show and keep this thing going. And as a thank you, right, to say thanks for contributing to the show, I got a $100 gift card from Low Brow Customs, right? Dude, Low Brow Customs, a $100 gift card, pretty fucking rad. You get to support the show and a chance at winning you know, a $100 gift card. But on top of that, I am working out another deal with Motorcycle Sherpa to give away another trip to Nepal. Actually, it may not be Nepal. It's maybe India or Mongolia. After hanging out with the guides and talking to them about where they live in India, where the fucking crazy Mongols of Mongolia, that's what I want to do next. And uh, I've got some other things in the works that I cannot wait to tell you about. Uh, where I'll be working with Motorcycle Sherpa a little bit more in depth, where you will get a chance to, um, you know, ride the highest roads in the world with Danger Dan, which is super fucking rad. So just keep listening as we firm up some details. And, uh, you know, all support is appreciated. I know it's the holidays coming up. And, uh, you know, buying a subscription for a friend or a three, six, or 12-month package goes a long way way dude and uh i want to give a special shout out to brown cycles which is the first motorcycle shop mc shop tees ever featured and really david brown he may not know but he helped me kind of like conceive the idea of mc shop tees by wanting to support the podcast at such an early date 
And uh, dude, they've been in business for over 50 years. And they I actually just put out a t-shirt for the holidays. And it's a it's a sick ass picture that our fucking guy Easy Wheeling drew up of Jesse Brown, the founder, David's dad, riding an old JD with the Dallas City skyline in the background. It's super fucking rad. I'm gonna get one. You should go get one too. But uh I know I've rambled on a lot. I'm just excited, dude. I haven't put out a podcast in two weeks because I've just been fucking tearing it up on the other side of the planet. It was really sick to spend some time with Casey. Casey's been a uh, supporter of the show for a long time. I think for a long time, dude. He's been donating $7.77 for years now, right? And when I drew his name and... He won this trip a couple of years ago. It was pretty fucking sick to even be able to do that, right? And then the world shut down and it was like, you know, fuck. We weren't able to give him the prize for a while. So to finally be able to, you know, truly say thank you with the help of Motorcycle Sherpa, super fucking sick. And I can't wait to do it again. So I will firm up those details and tell you how you can get involved, but it's going to involve the Patreon or Instagram subscription. And speaking of Instagram subscriptions, Darren McKeague has set this up so that he you can learn more about the art he does and how he creates it and uh, get in touch with him to learn about things and just be able to ask any questions and get the answers that, uh, you know, he's worked years and years and years to, to uh, perfect and he's willing to share them now for you know, a small, a small donation each month where you can also redeem that with some of the companies that he works with, which is super fucking rad idea. So, all right, enough of me rambling on. Let's get into this, uh, the pre-motorcycle Sherpa stairway to heaven trip with Darren McKeague and bare knuckle Paul. Thank you. Nepal edition. Nepal. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dude. So you were fixing to tell me about a trip to Sturgis this year. Yeah, so. I want to hear. Let's just jump into it. So I left Missouri. I did all two lanes to uh, my good friend Gabe, after hours Gabe. His place in Westcliff. Please. Yes. So, um. I headed there at the same time Darren went to uh, our friend Phil's place in Montrose, Colorado. And uh, I spent a couple of days with Gabe just kind of doing mountain man stuff out of Gabe's. And um, Now, when I first met you, I think it was with Gabe. Was that in Tennessee? In Tennessee, yeah. Okay. Yep. Maybe 2017, like the 2018. First, one or first, or first or second, second one, yeah. yeah. It was early. Thank you. Um, so we did our thing out there, and then our friend Quilty... Quilty came down from Colorado Springs and met up with me, and we uh, we took the, the slow ride out to Montrose that day. It was amazing through the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. And the Black Canyon is wicked, it's right? so good, man. Did you guys go down into the canyon? Mm-hmm. So this year on the Dream Trip, Kickstart Mike's fucking brakes went out, going down that fucking oh, wow. steep-ass incline. It's and all I, construction right now, too. When we went through, I've been through it twice this year, and it's been just completely destroyed with construction, which is obviously sucks when you want to ride 
canyon roads. But it's good for the next time. But you also get to slow down and see a little bit more because you're like sitting in traffic. Like well, there was no construction bit. we were there, but there was oh, really? a gravel pit at like one of the yeah. U-turns. Well, he didn't know that was there. And we're like, I, I stopped everybody else. Like, Let's wait on everybody to catch up. And we see Mike coming down, fucking hauling ass oh, and no. not slowing down. When I talked to him, he was like, dude, I thought I was just going to die. So he was looking at a spot to turn it into the mountain to just. Like his own little truck, runaway truck. Yeah, ramp. just to fucking. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't one of those. And then he saw that gravel pit and we see him just fucking haul, does this big fucking donut. Oh, my God. If it wasn't for that gravel pit, Mike probably would have just gone off. The, I mean, it would have been he bad. Got lucky. That's a sick fucking road. We did that's beautiful. We camped right there that yeah, night. It's so, that, yeah. Listening to that water, yeah. it's so rad. And then, yeah, they were. I guess they were doing construction at the very bottom, and not even much. There oh, it's was a mess truck. now. Is it? Like you'll sit there for an hour waiting your turn to. Like you'll sit there in line for I don't know, thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. But that road doesn't even go through, does it? Right? It's just. Uh. So maybe I'm thinking of, a, I'm just talking, is it 50? Yeah, 50. So 50 runs, and then you can shoot off into the Black Canyon, and you can take that all the way up through to Paonia, that back road. If you take the dam, that dam turn okay. off off of oh, 50. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that exit right there where there's the dam, and yep. you can stop right there and look. Oh, yeah, so we didn't go there because of the construction. Okay, 50 so was shut down, so we went down into the park. This is like a yeah, yeah. spot. But right. then also the Black Canyon, if you're in, like, Montrose and run north, to yeah, like that, the Grand Canyon runs parallel to that off the Montrose Airport all the way north. You wow. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done that section yet. It's all, I mean, you can't spend too, you can never spend too much time in Colorado on a motorcycle. Right. Dude, I had a chopper once with a 113, and I looked behind me, and my group was, they had, must have pulled over, so I turned around, I just lit it up, and the throttle got stuck. And I went blasting by him. They thought I was just hot rod by, and I was like scrambling. I literally, no shit, had to pull the plug wires <laughs> plug off wires, the bike, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking sketchy. They thought I was just hot rod. I'm like, you know, like you had a weird look on your face. I'm yeah. like, I was trying to figure out what to I've do. I've seen that look on your face before. <laughs> I thought we see it this week, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> I kind of like the guy with the mask over his nose and eyes on the plane the other day. Dude. That that's the look. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Dude, we were talking. The look the guy had or the look Darren, Darren had next had, to the like, guy? When Darren's like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just hanging on for dear life. <laughs> we were talking about, like, you know how it's funny, like, when they land the plane, they're like, they want the TV up and the, the back of the thing and the tray table up and all that. Oh, yeah. And we're like, do they do that if the plane's going to crash? Like, you got to put everything away. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm going to jump up, get naked, run around the plane. And they're like, oh, never mind. False alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Let me never, put my let me never, put my clothes back on and put my TV back in the right spot. Never mind. Let me. I'll just get in my chair and put my seat up, my my back up. Oh, what were we talking about? You were going like north. Oh uh, yeah, through going, Montrose. Yeah, going. So well, it's funny because Darren said, I don't know, it was quiet a white ways before Sturgis. He's like, hey, let's just let's take a long trip to Sturgis this year, just you and me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, like the best rides are sometimes when it's just, I love riding by myself. She's just. You know, there's just something cool about it. But then if you just have, like, one friend or two friends, sometimes, well, then he's like, man, what if my, our buddy Phil goes? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's cool. Phil's rad. And he's like, well, Phil's got another buddy. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. But, then, you know, it's like, man, when you get that, that variable you don't know about, you get a little, like, man, this could really change the whole dynamic. Oh, yeah. So I'd never, and so that dude's name's Steve. Never met Steve. 
Phil vouched for him, so and Phil's like salt of the earth, great guy. He's just like Darren, just amazing person. So we show up in uh, in Montrose, and we went to Phil's house first, I think. Well, then Steve I hadn't met Steve, so so he's having like a, a cookout at his house, like carne asada, just like just like yeah. a whole blowout. There's a bunch up. of good folks. Steve Martinez, over. man, like carne asada, fucking chicken, like. Shells, everything, man. Well, then it turns out he's also staying in our cab. I've not met this guy. He's staying in our cabin in Sturgis for the whole week. And I'm like, oh, man. He better be I'm getting nervous. Cool. I'm getting nervous. We show up, and he's got a nice spread, beautiful place, great people. Our friend Hans comes out. Hans lives in Montrose. Um, he came over, some other folks. Had a great night. Yeah, we're like, yo, dude, like, he was riding with us to Sturgis. We're like, Steve, like, where's your family? He goes, I sent him to Mexico. <laughs> Literally just sent him out of town. Yeah. yeah. So we were going to leave like Monday or Tuesday, and it's like Sunday morning. Like, let's just leave. Yeah. So we all just went ahead and left Yeah, you're early. all there. We yeah, did. it's like, we let's left. just do it, man. So like last year, I went to Colorado and tattooed for a week, and then Phil and I and another buddy, we rode to uh, Sturgis that way too, you know. So it's just kind of fun, you know, because uh, for so many years, I've ridden from Iowa to Sturgis. You know, which is great once you get across the Missouri and when South Dakota starts to yeah. get into the rolling stuff. And that's great. Or if you go the back road from like Owatonna, Minnesota across and come into Sturgis. Now, pretty much Sturgis, like no matter which direction you come from, you got to go through like a long, flat, straight section. You pay right? your dues. Yeah, you, you, you know, pay your dues yeah. to you enjoy the, the Black, Black Hills. Hills. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, I go it's to, so worth it. I go to Col- or go through Colorado pretty much. I've, I mean, I've come from the other side, but normally for I leave Red River, New Mexico, and just pick a different route through Colorado. Yeah. Do so that's kind of what we did. We didn't have an agenda. We didn't have any place to be. We didn't have any hotels or campgrounds. We laid literally out. booked a hotel or a campground like three or four hours before sunset. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so we just take off, and we uh, didn't have a clue where to go. We knew we didn't want to be on the highway, so. And Quilty rode with us to mm-hmm. Grand Junction. Quilty Robos to Grand Junction. He went home. He was bummed. His his wife's birthday was the next day or something like that. So he rode home. He caught up he with us again a couple days ago. He wasn't bummed about the fact that it was his wife's birthday the next day. He was bummed that no. he had to leave. Yeah, he was bummed he had to leave. I'm glad you made that clear. I wanted to clarify yeah. that. <laughs> Just in case Candace is listening. Yeah. He's been misrepresented on the podcast before, so I'd hate for that to happen again. But you're going to have to get him on. I he would be a great guest. He's, he's a blast. He's such a happy dude. So... We went to Dinosaur and then through Vernal and then where did we stay the first night? Rock Springs, Wyoming, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either one of those places. Dinosaur? Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of dinosaur it's, bones. Yeah. There's all sorts of dinosaurs. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, like it's a so it's like far, far, far northwest corner of Colorado. Okay. So then you cross into Vernal, Utah, and then you go up into Rock Springs. Um, went through what's the canyon right there? So you guys went straight north out of Colorado, pretty much. So, like, if you're in Grand Junction, we cut left you, and went west. Well, we went. We were on uh, what is that? Well, it's 70 for a minute. And then like that's an a exit. good section of 70, though, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we took like it was 105 or something north. I can't or remember what there. it was. What was crazy is or funny one of the one of the many things, but like Phil was on the oldest bike, a uh, FXR Shovelhead. Yeah, was, so this is a dual, great part. It yeah. was dual plugged and we were all just like, yeah, dude, let's just take it easy and see what's up, you know? And we were all loaded down, like no support vehicles or nothing. And Phil gets out in the front and this fucking thing runs, dude. And he's just like, I <laughs> and mean, And so dude. does Darren's chopper. Like, and, so me and Steve are on like big engine baggers, right? Okay. And I'm like, you guys take the lead so we don't overstress. Which the is a good head. way to do it, you know? Put the older. The but yeah. then we're doing like, like through front. the 55 mile an hour section of 
Grand Junction, we're doing like 85 through everything. And I'm like, all right, I, I mean, can get I down with this. Yeah, this I didn't have right. a speed or anything. I'm like, you know, I don't know I'm doing over 100 until my cheeks are flapping. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> and your rear wheel starts sliding all over yeah, the place, going into a death What wobble. were you on, Darren? I was on an Evo that I just bought that Paul's chopping this winter. Nice. I just picked it up because a buddy had it for sale, and I don't have one, you know, because my chopper chopper is a twin cam. But, uh, yeah, so I just got it. And really hadn't spent any time on it. Is it a soft tail or a swing arm? It is a soft tail, yeah. yeah. And um, you got to check that road out though, like going up into Dinosaur. Like it, man, you get into some really, really cool roads there. Like, well, there's that Dinosaur Park right as you get. Where is that at? Yeah, it's off 70. Right as you get into, was it Utah? I think yeah, that's dude. a different one. No, because oh. we were well, really a park far right north. there off we, the highway. No, this is like probably a good hour hour and a half north of 70 okay and you know moving pretty quick um so you know steve's keeping up obviously phil's keeping up they're just you know by the end of the first day i'm like all right we're settled in he's good everything's good everybody's you know? found their place in the past so just to skip to the end of the story steve's like one of my best like steve's just an amazing human being just i'm like holy shit just surprised at how you know like we talk all day you know, we're great buddies now you know nice. it's like he's a good dude never would have met him that's a good way to get to know somebody You'd just absolutely take do. off on the road with them. Right. I yeah. hope I still like you guys at the end of this trip. So do we. I mean, you know, if you don't, then it's your loss. Man. <laughs> <laughs> It'll right. work out. So then uh, we did, where did we stay the second night? No idea. Was it Yellowstone? No, we stayed in, no, we did stay in Yellowstone that night. We camped, didn't we? Yeah, we camped in Yellowstone. Really? We the went second through, night? Right on. We went so through did you guys Tecon. go to that big blue lake in Utah? No, we were barely in Utah, but for just, a minute. Yeah, just for okay. a minute. Just for you a minute. You mean like the Potash Ponds? No, it's like the big blue. Lake no, we big. went through, what's that canyon right there in, uh, there's a canyon. Flaming Gorge. Flaming Gorge. Flaming yeah, Gorge. we went through Flaming Gorge. Um, and then through Jackson, which Jackson is not. It was lame as fuck. Dude. Yeah. Dude, like talk about peop people that don't know how to drive, dude. It was it was oh, we so almost bad. got ran over so many times. Really so just, bad, dude, dude. It's not cool anymore. Like it's I went so not cool to Jackson, you know, thirty years ago with my parents and stuff, and it was just a cool cowboyish town. You know, it was already yeah, starting dude. to change it probably was, by then. But like we dude, were literally like we struggled with the restaurant we ate at. And we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, so we we rolled out of there and then we stayed. I think we camped that night in Yellowstone. I don't know if you want to tell that story, but. Like, <laughs> I want fun. to hear it now. It was fun. Was this the bear story with the yeah. fucking well, snacks everywhere? Yeah, the yeah, bear yeah, and the wolves. Yeah. So, yeah, we rolled in. It, actually, I think we were rolling into that park, and there was we come around the corner, there was a big female elk right on the side of the road. It was like yeah. she was eating. It was amazing. It was like, I mean, guesstimation, an hour before sunset, hour and a half, and yeah. we had even no idea if there were even camp spots available, you know? So we were, we were kind of like pushing it because we if there would have been none we could have had to hit the main road in yellowstone and go to the next campground yeah but yeah we were checking in and uh got like two or three bundles of firewood you know but that stuff always burns super quick which it it did you know yeah by design yeah yeah exactly um that's all they have out there too though. yeah you can't yeah. get hardwood anyway. yeah that's true so the the park ranger she came out and just so you guys know the active bear and the wolves in the campground, you know, and like you could kind of see Steve's eyes kind of open up a little bit, you know, and we're just like, oh yeah, okay, cool, whatever, you know. And like camp spots were like, I mean, there were people you didn't know camped right next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so we had all those peanut butter protein packs for the trip. And like, you guys had just ran to the grocery store and got a bunch of shit. And like within an hour, our campsite looked like a food bomb went off, dude. Like it just, like Steve, so Steve didn't have a tent, he had tarps. And it looked like he, he knew built how his to own, build a crack house. Yeah, he built his own little tent city. Like, yeah, dude. Like he was like he like brought he, my tarp for like the he ceiling. He was staying in Austin, dude, or Portland, and yeah. slept on the floor. And like, so Phil and I shared a tent. He had like a sleeping bag hammock, right? So anyway, which if you don't have one of those, Dan, you I, need to get one for your bike. It wraps up into a package. Like I know. This. I just don't do hammocks well at night. I, I never I did either. When I first started traveling, thing, that's how I did it. Was with a hammock. But see, you don't lay straight in line with the, the string. You lay caddy corner, so the string's like this. Insanely comfortable. Really? You've never wow. camped so comfortably. I mean, aside from these people that have like air mattresses and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's what like, I do is just an air mattress in a bag on the ground. You were like, I mean, you were right out there amongst the elements. I was a little ways away, yeah. So like, you're missing so many like little <laughs> details about what was that's going where on. I'm, that's where I'm going, dude. <laughs> so we get settled in and like, I guess it's time to get high, you know? And like, his gummy packs had fused into one big giant fucking gummy. Which they so do you, in the summer Yeah, time. dude, totally. In your, in your saddlebags or whatever. So, you know, you're not just like, oh, that's one gummy. That's like fucking 50 milligrams, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, you're just like, you gotta wing it. And I always it. wonder like when they melt like that, does all the THC like, like separate and then come together? Like form at the bottom or Who does knows? it stay? Yeah, I don't know, know what happened. I don't think so. I think it was pretty well spread out amongst the blob. Yeah. We found it that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever happened. And so like, you know, it was getting really cool. Like, you know, the sun was setting and, you know, people around us were like camping and fires were going and stuff. And they have like a generator hour where like after nine, the generators can't run. Got them. And then just like fucking boom, this guy just fires up his generator. Came in hot late. Fires up his generator and Paul was tripping balls over it, dude. Like we were well into it. I was so. He pissed. was just like, and dude, did you go out talk of, to him? So get this. Well, so yeah, out of all the four of us, like Steve, I don't even know. Does Steve? I, don't, I can't recall if he has, but he's like the friendliest looking of all of us. Okay. You know. And he's <laughs> his like, tattoos don't come out of his shirt. Right, sleeves, right, I don't right. Think, yeah. yeah. And he's like, and he didn't even have to get to the door of the dude's camper, like. Like, he just disappears, Steve does, over to the guy's campsite, and then you just hear the generator shut off. And he Steve, goes, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the guy, <laughs> Steve walks up to the camper, and the guy's like, I know, I know. And I'm like, what would he have done, like, if, like you know, if, like, us covered in tattoos walked over? It would have been funny. But uh, anyway, it shut down. And then just we get the s'more kits out. Not even kits, you know, bag of marshmallows, bag of graham crackers, chocolate. The s'more kit. And like shit was flying in everywhere. And the propane. Dude. You were using the fucking, the dab rig? No, um, no we were using the, the fire. Oh, you okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just fucking shit was flying everywhere and Steve was freaking out. He had his flashlight trying to pick up graham Pieces cracker crumbs of off the ground and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's like, you're wasting your time, you know? And I'm trying to find the picture of Steve's crack house. Dude. Um, so like, you know, it got to a point where like, I'm wiped out and I, I just, I thought, you know, how can I try to make this campground a little bit better so the bears aren't attracted to us? So I was like lobbing marshmallows a little ways out for some like perimeter, <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, that's just like baiting them in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it was out there, I was going to keep them out here. But anyway, I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to bed. And then I woke up in the tent with Phil and like the tent was just chock full of like everything. From the campground. I go, what the hell's all this shit? And he's like, oh, dude, sorry, I brought all the food into our tent. I go, what the fuck, dude? 
And he starts laughing, and he goes, I swear, dude, I saw a wolf silhouette walk by the tent that night. And I, got, I was so, like, oh my, I was like, Steve okay. was so concerned about bears, because Steve, aside from maybe going to get on his bike and going back into the house, he's not been out, it, he's not like a camping guy or whatever, so he's like, dude, we gotta keep this, this clean. This is the guy with the tarp city? Tarp yes. city. He's, he's not a camping guy. No. And so he's freaked out about these animals coming into the campground. So he's clean and clean, puts it all in the little storage, you know, like the little metal like storage oh, safe they have. Yeah. Phil's falling right behind him, just like. So they had these peanut butter packets where you rip the top off and you just squeeze the peanut butter in your mouth. Okay. Just half eaten peanut packets everywhere. <laughs> Bits of graham cracker, marshmallows stuck, you know, dripping off the picnic table. You guys are fucking messy campers, dude. Dude, this is us. That's Steve. And that's Phil and Quilty. This is at Phil's house. Yeah. Somewhere we've got the... I've I'm, got, I'm going to find it here, yeah. Yeah, there's somewhere there's the picture of his little... And the funny thing is, he, he strung all this stuff up between the tent, between these trees, and he still didn't have enough room for his whole body, so, so he's yeah. sleeping with his you legs You can kind of see it here. I don't know. So there's... Here's on the left, or on oh, the left, yeah, there's yeah. his tarp. That's Phil. So this is like, you know... It was so fun. Yeah, there's a bunch of food there. Dude, that bunches. Is a bunch of fucking food, dude. <laughs> yeah, I camped outside of Yellowstone one night, rolled in on my chopper at night, and just into a campground, not even in a, the, the campground was filled up, so I just parked it right there on the side of the little... By the ranger station kind of deal? No, or not by the... Just on the road in between okay. a couple campsites. And I didn't realize how close I was to the dumpster. And as soon as I get oh, my, no. my bedroll out, you know, and I'm laying on my mattress in my bag next to my bike, and I hear the fucking, the dumpster open up. Like, and it wasn't a human, you know, it was obviously a fucking bear. And I start thinking about the food I've got on me, uh-huh. you know, I'm just like, fuck, I didn't want to, didn't want to move. I didn't know what the fuck right. to do, really, because it was too close. And then I fell asleep. That was it. It was all good. Yeah. So you weren't terribly concerned. I, dude, there was a moment. I mean, what, do you, what was I going to do at that point? I'm like, yeah. fuck, I just lay here and nah, be still, no. you know? I've been close to a black bear, dude. It's sketchy. Like, super close. Like, she was sniffing my feet. Whoa. Dude, I know. It was sketchy. I had one. I was fishing a fishing hole in Red River, and the sun had just, you know, it just gotten too dark for me to see my fly. And I'm standing there talking to a couple of guys on the river, and I hear this crashing in the bushes, and I'm like, looking in the bushes... But it, the bear was moving so fast that it was standing in the water on three legs, like right there, just staring at me. By, They're stealthy, by, man. They move so fast. So fucking yeah. fast. And, and at like night, dude, their like, their pelt will just illuminate. Once you do yeah. see them, it just glows, man. It's, it's, they're beautiful. It's a trip. So I never, I had never seen a bear in the wild until 2019. I took a trip on a. I took it took off by myself, and I headed towards Montana, and then my father and my brother met me at our buddy Trent's house outside of Helena. But before that, I, I rolled into the northwest entrance of Yellowstone, and I saw two grizzly up on a, a hillside right off the bat. Damn. Then, like, 15, 20 minutes later, there's a huge black bear across the road right in front of me. <laughs> awesome. And then later on in the trip, we were in, up in the upper Yak Valley, and uh, I told this story last night, sitting out here on the deck. But so my brother hadn't been riding for terribly long, and my father's, you know, 75, 76 years old. He's and been I, riding a long time, though. Oh, my dad has, yeah. And like, he's a fucking badass on a bike too. Like, he still gets down. Um, he knows how to ride. He's been riding 
early 20, you know, since he's 19 or 20. Yeah. Great rider. But still, you know, he's older and he's on tall bike. He's got a GS. So it's like, oh. I didn't want him to get shaky. So we, I see this mama bear stand up and like, you know, they look like this when they stand up. They're all flexing. She's got two cubs with her. It was a, it was a clear cut. Like they'd clear it out like a pasture and there was all this, you know, they like clear cuts because they'll go and they'll roll the logs and eat whatever's, yeah. you know, whatever grub or whatever's on the log. So I see this and I just start pointing. I'm like, I'm not going to stop because we're a couple hundred yards away. But I'm like, if my dad trips or my brother dumps his clutch or something, then yeah. either somebody's getting eaten by a bear or we're explaining to the game around. warden. Yeah, we're explaining it. to the game warden why there's 40 rounds of whatever in a, <laughs> you know, in yeah. a mama bear. So I'm like, I'm just pointing like a maniac. And they don't, we get to the next stop and I'm like, how fucking badass was that? And they're like, yeah, it was a great road. It wasn't that big a deal though. I'm like, no, the mom, well, so she false charged us too. She took like two leaps towards us and then stood back up to see how we'd react. And we just kept on trucking. So like, you know, I'm just getting goosebumps telling the story now because it's such a crazy, even from 150 yards to have a, a mama grizzly false like charge. Like that wild. It's yeah. so rad. So then later on the trip, we're in Glacier and a, we were talking about the tourists last night. They're so dumb. This big grizzly bear just comes lumbering down. Have you ever been to the going to the sun road? Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of crosses and then he walks along the side of the road, walks past on like the right side of this dude's car with, you know, Oh, the dude that. gets out of the car with a phone. No, he did. I'm not even kidding you. I've got no it on my GoPro. Way, yeah, dude. I've got it on go like because I had it going on my bike. People are so fucking and smart. And I'm like, dude, he could pick your car up and roll you off of this this road, and you're gonna get out of the car. So yeah, I saw seven bear on that one trip. Damn, first awesome. time to see a bear. I had never seen one. Seven. I saw seven That's on that crazy. one trip. Yeah. I don't think I've seen seven altogether. Well, that's the whole thing. You don't. Yeah. It's just weird. What about cats? You guys ever seen mountain lions while you're out riding? Actually, the only time I've seen a cat in the wild was in Missouri, in my front yard. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There was so one we, in a tree in the front yard. We were in Colorado Springs. We rode up to Woodland Park, and my my Evo blew a front tire on the S turns and stuff. And it was just like, and I hadn't even been on this bike much. Well, anyway, this we the looked, one you just got. Mm -hmm, we put the bike on a stand or on a rock, and Quilty took the wheel down back down to the springs and he's right as he's pulling out he's like watch out for mountain lions and so him and i stay behind and just like the whole time after he said it, <laughs> yeah, we're just like the, like looking at this bluff right here the whole time we're just like great you had to plant that seed yeah. man like yeah they so this is probably way before you this see is them. this is probably like two months before the trip to sturgis yeah and he had just gotten his bike blew the front tire out we get to got up even further to like to fluorescent um, or somewhere fluorescent yeah and some electric wiring stuff shit the bed and that was all, then, you know, yeah. We were on like a three-hour, four-hour ride. We come back down, and we get to the first stoplight in Colorado Springs, and Darren just kind of goes sliding past all of us, just about into the intersection with his feet dragging. My, my, back, my back break wasn't doing so good. <laughs> yeah. dude. But, like, we were talking about last night, like, you know, chopping bikes and stuff. And, like, granted, this it doesn't have the full chop that I want to do to, or I'm going to do to it, but part of traditional chopping is just stripping a stock bike of, all of its unnecessary stuff. And Absolutely. I've, I've never really been a front brake person. Jockey shift, rear brake only. Yeah. Yeah, I had this fucker mashed, dude. <laughs> dude, my tr I lost my brake on the way to Sturgis this year, and I didn't have a brake until the last day of Sturgis. So I finally fixed yeah. it. Riding around Sturgis, yeah. no brakes You can do whatsoever. a lot of downshifting, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's like... 
you know, it's just all the other traffic, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, traffic in Sturgis is, it's, you could, we could have a whole other podcast about how fucking stupid traffic in Sturgis is. So we were in, on the trip to Sturgis through Yellowstone, we went to the Old Faithful Resort, right by Old Faithful. It's like, I don't know, 200-year-old log cabin that's just amazing. You said massive. that, is it that old? I don't know. I think so. It's like 100, it's 150 years old. 150 so 140. years old. They've <laughs> added on to it since. Probably. Then, and there's a lot of, and it's amazing. And like it's I mean, gorgeous. Dude, like, I've never gone inside of it. Oh my god, dude! It's, I'll show you photos. It's fucking amazing. So anyway, it's we go in and it's a buffet, it's shit like that. Food. It's huge. Yeah, this is it here, dude. There, Look at this. Dude. So up Stand here is the top of the lookout point, and um, that's inside. Oh yeah, that is fucking beautiful. Yeah, and check it out. Dude, like, look at that. Dude, there's always so many fucking people every time yeah, I've yeah. been through there. I'm like, so. Did you guys watch Old Faithful? Were you there for one of the shows? I've seen it, We've but seen I, we it didn't before. on there. We didn't this time. So I go to the front desk because I'm like, I want to go to the top of the resort and look out. And so I go to the front desk. And it was, I mean, it was still before noon. And we were getting a lot of writing in and stuff. And I said, I said, how do we go to the top? She's like, well, you know, with all the bullshit, like, we, do, we only do two tours a day and it's full. And, I'm like, you know, I'm just like Benjamin Franklin. I'm like, so... <laughs> she, she just started laughing. She, she's like, I can't. She goes, you guys ride on bikes? I go, yeah. And she goes, well, there's a mega storm coming in. And I go, define mega. Like, what's your definition of mega? And she's like, shit coming in sideways, like heavy winds, heavy rain. Everything's like sideways, not horizontal, or you're not vertical. You know, I go, all right. So then this is when Paul and, and Phil and I uh, Steve had already made his way back to the bikes and met that he other got, dude. He's got the new buddy got the out new there. friend, yeah. The guy that's been on his bike for 10 years. Dude. And so I, wa- I, I go to the, Phil and, and Paul and I go, there's a mega storm coming in. And they're, <laughs> they're like, define mega. And I'm like, well, <laughs> dude, according to the lady. And so. Um, At that point, could you see? Cla- no, not You really. had no idea. No, no idea. And so then we walk towards the bike. And as we're walking towards we see Steve has made a new friend. <laughs> And at this point, there's, it looks like there's five bikes now and five people. And I'm just like, nope, not going to do it, you know. Walk up and Steve's like, you know, he's already, he's just all smiles all the time, you know. And he's like, hey, guys, this is like, I don't know. fucking." He's, he's I don't like, know. wait till you meet my friend. Yeah, he was. Great. He's like, this is my new friend, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's been on the road for over a year on this bike. And I, I'm like, look at the bike. And I'm like, it's clean as fuck. And granted, you can wash it. But I'm just like, and this guy is like. Not like, it doesn't look like he's been on the road for a year. He looked tin ply. He was pretty he, soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has this little backpack <laughs> strapped to the back of the bike. And I go to Steve, I go, no, no he hasn't. No stubble. And I go, the fucking dude's a fed. And the look on Steve's face was just like everything he talked about in the last half hour was just like, fuck. And the dude, dude turned around. The dude turned <laughs> yeah. his back to us and walked straight to the restaurant. So anyway, I'm like, oh, oh so anyway, man. there's a megastorm coming in. And so we found an Airbnb outside the west gate of Yellowstone. And no shit, dude. Like, we pull in over the overhang, and the fucking megastorm hit. No way. It was no bullshit. Like, we lost, I mean, we didn't even ride that afternoon. Like, it was just like, yeah. Now, west gate, that's like towards. So it's called West Yellowstone, that town. Yeah, west. Yeah, it's that's right inside. It's actually it's in, in Idaho. In um, Montana, is it? Mm. I can't remember. Maybe it is. I think it's right in Mo- right inside remember. Montana. But dude, we had some really it's, good. Yeah, it's right on the border of Idaho. Yeah, you right? just. Like, I think it is Idaho. If you keep but going, I keep going. You hit Idaho Falls on that road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, did you guys dude, go back in and go up to North Yellowstone? Yep, yep. Yeah. So oh, the next day we sick. we sat in traffic 
we already had our tickets from the day before. But we ate good that night. We walked around. We got ice cream. Dude, I bought a really rad jacket. What's like, that ice cream they have up there? The berry? The Huckleberry? Huckleberry, yeah. It was so really good. good, dude. So I got my pictures open of, of that night. Um, a good Airbnb, I assume, right there. So look at this, dude. Are you this right? Is it is fucking, Montana. This is the storm that came in sideways. Oh, she was. As soon that's as, a megastorm. That's a megastorm, dude. And look then that flag just whipping, dude. So it. So that night, this is Stephen Phil at the ice cream shop. But it was like two hours, Dan, and then it was like the sun yeah. peaked out again. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. It was just. I was like, shit. I wish we didn't get this place because we could go now. We could ride again, mm-hmm. you know. So we got in line and got in the park and then. Uh, had a steak dinner, Dude, bison it was, steak. It was so rad. It was a lot of fun. I got a really rad jacket, Patagonia jacket. You know, just a little tinselate one. You know. Yeah. I actually brought it on one. This, yeah, I brought it on this trip because I've like, seen a lot of those out here. It's fucking epic, dude. It's got a little zipper right here, and I'm like, that's fancy. Put, <laughs> put my phone in, in fucking glasses right there, you know? Because like, oh, you know, getting older, you got all this shit, and I'm like, oh, just. Oh, that's what my vest is. It's like a purse. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah. saying it's Instead so of wearing great. a fanny pack, you just put the best One on. of the greatest parts about this trip is buying some few little accessories for the trip. Yeah. You know? That's funny you say that because, you know, I used to always make fun of the adventure biker guys, call them gear queers and shit. I'm fucking so You're right a there, gear dude. queer, right dude. Right there. Yeah. Dude, I, I love it. I painted my helmet for this thing. I just showed him yesterday. It's got like... A really rad lotus flower with a fire coming out, and it Damn. says it says Sherpa or die. That's on awesome. the back. It says Himalayas or bust. You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's very nice. It's been fun, man. Prepping for this. Yeah, what did you guys do to get ready for this trip? Let's talk about that. You and this is a. Uh, you guys have traveled the world, right? You've been around to some places. I, I mean, I yeah. haven't been as many places as him, but I've been more than most. Yeah, I've been all over. Um, but the, you know, I've ridden bikes. In a lot of places, but I've flown there and ridden. Like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not for this amount of time or anything, but it doesn't matter where I go or what I'm doing. I like to buy things for the trip. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Dude, I mean, so yeah. What, so you got a Patagonia jacket for this trip? You painted Well, I didn't get it for this trip. I bought it on that search trip. I did get a riding jacket for this trip. You, you know, did. It's got all the fucking vent zippers and, like, the, the Velcro wrist to tighten up, you know, and it's mm-hmm. got, like, some... Reinforced elbows and shit like that, you know, ish. Did you get pants? No. No? Boots? No. I did get some really rad pants. I can't remember the name, but what was cool about them is they're reinforced, waterproof, and they got cargo pockets, and the, all the proceeds go to veterans. That was a pretty cool. I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll show them to you later. I don't remember the name of them. Got them at, like, Tyson's, you know? Super nice britches. Tyson's? Mm-hmm. It's a farm store in oh, Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was fun buying shit for this. Kind of getting ready. I got, I got my basement. I have backpacks. I, I love backpacks. I, I, dude, I have a bunch of bags. I love backpacks. So, you know. I ended up bringing the bag that I bought for this trip in 19. That's cool. The green one. Yeah. I got, yeah. What about you, Paul? What'd you do? What'd you, how'd you get um, my ki- So, my birthday was a few weeks ago. My kids got me a, a bag for this trip. It's like a, uh, a dry bag, you know, where it folds up, but it's also like, I can't remember if it's Faraway or Faraday or whatever, where. It's got a pocket in there where you can put your cell phone that'll like resist an EMP. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, and like you got that new Ziploc baggie too that you brought. With yeah, I got a fancy like it. a sandwich bag. Basically, put my it's passport. It's a gallon Ziploc. Dude, baggie. I didn't start packing until the day I left. <laughs> I got a new helmet because my old one was just fucking trash. Yeah, yeah. that's all I did was I got a new helmet and I bought some rain gear. So I've got like the fancy 
riding gear, but it's so bulky. I didn't want to bring it. Really? Sonny's got like really small like uh, rain gear that you can just. I mean, yeah, roll not, it tight. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, but it's just I didn't bring like my whole riding. What gear. about boots? What kind of boots do you bring? <clears throat> I have. Uh, I can't remember the name of them. You'll recognize them when you see them, but they come up right under your knee. They're yeah. waterproof up to your knee. And I'm are they moto boots or are they like? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's stuff I use when I'm on my on crazy shit on the GS. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of them. They're That's like, right. You got a GS too. Huh? Yeah. Yep. So what kind of do you ride? Do you ride like full adventure gear? Oh well, if With I'm the vents and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the three stage stuff. Like the outer layers, your uh, hard and soft armor. Yeah. Then the middle one, I think, is uh, rain. And then the third, the inner layer is insulation. And you can wear any combination of the three. You who can makes wear... this? I can't remember who makes that either. I don't know. Dude, I don't pay attention to that shit. <laughs> I bought it and forgot it, you know what I mean? And I probably haven't put it on in a couple of years because it's just like, I'll put on like, if it's cold, I've got flannel lined jeans that I'll wear and a flannel yeah. and a vest. And, you know. So I, I wear don't... the same jeans for everything. Man. Yeah. I got. To, I do have some long johns that zip up, so I can just without taking my boots off, just pull my pants that's down cool. and pull oh, the that's long nice. johns off. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. fucking cool. Those are uh, first light. They're hunting, just fucking hunting. Oh, that's convenient yeah. though for when you got your boots on. Yeah, I think half the fun of a trip is just taking your for pants it. off. That too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're so busy at work. I couldn't. Yeah. I just didn't even have the time to properly prepare. I think well, I'm be all I right, think though. a lot of people overly prepare. You know, oh, absolutely. Back There's stuff I got that I didn't shit, bring, you know. You know? Yeah, nope. Absolutely. I yeah. definitely brought a lot more shit last time I came and didn't use most of it. Yeah. Well, we weren't even going to check bags, and Bear told us that they've had problems getting their helmets through security. Really? And some people have had to leave their helmet. I was going to carry, I've carried helmets to Germany, Italy, everywhere, dude. Never had any issues. And then just for whatever reason, Bear's like, yeah, they've pulled my helmet two or three times in. And I'm like, fuck. So I put my uh, this recording equipment in my helmet because I don't want to check it. Like I want to keep it with me. Sure. Yeah, and that always trips them out. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're always like, what the fuck is this contraption in here? Things have come along. Like I carry, I check, or I, I bring all my t tattoo equipment, like my machines, on the plane with me because um, now that I try, I travel a lot with a rotary now. But back before I had rotaries, I had coil machines, and they're all one-off handmade, and I would always carry them on the plane and that tripped out a lot of people because they didn't know what it is but now anymore dude it's everybody most yeah. GSAs are pretty well dialed into what tattoo equipment is you tell me at some point people weren't fond of tattoo equipment correct yeah like yeah dude yeah they always seem to pull the tattooed guy right at the door before they board you know like go through your bag and but yeah dude no issues is there anything you guys are looking for while we're here mountains Mounds. I'm looking for like laughs. Yeah, I want to find some, some like I in the last eight years I've really my life has become even more beautiful than ever. But I'm looking to find like just more inner harmony with myself, you know. And we, you get that. There was a couple of times on the trip to Sturgis, and it's happened to me before, where like, and I don't wear a helmet normally. I don't like this is like one of the few times I'll wear a helmet, but like. I know I don't have to explain it, but I have to explain it so that people know what we're talking about. But like where you're riding and you just, you can hear the bikes, you can hear everything sinking and then you, and you're on a good road and it seriously feels like 
you're just your bike's about 12 inches above the ground mm -hmm. and you're just everything's perfect everything's aligned yeah when you're riding a motorbike like that and if i can find that here like i'm getting goosebumps like if i can find that here as we as we elevate on the trip and stuff and just think about how great life is and like where i'm at personally dude like that's going to be some good sunshine see i find that i have to like forget about all of that you know like and it takes a while where i you know thought about am i prepared do i have everything you know is every you know is all my shit here and then think about what we're doing what's coming and then you know once i finally think it all through i think that's just a natural thing bam, as a motorbike you get to like where you're not thinking about nothing yeah, mm -hmm. it's just yep. like oh, yeah, it's you're exactly just what's in front of you and it's just like you're like holy shit this is where we're at right now in this moment and it's just like there's you know just oh, it's great man Everything is, I hate to use the word aligned because it seems so cliche, but it's just like I'm with the people I'm supposed to be with right now or nobody, whichever, you know. Yeah. I'm on the bike I'm supposed to be on. I'm on the road I'm supposed to be on. Like, there's nothing. It's not even about thinking about, it's about the fact you don't have to think. You're like, I'm just in a spot where, like, if I remember these next 12 miles or 40 miles, that's fine. And if not, that's fine because... Have you guys it's done a, a guided trip like this before? No. I mm -mm. So mm -mm. I was, I wouldn't say I was totally against it, but it just didn't like, it didn't, it never made me go out, or I never really wanted to be a part of one of these. Right, right. right. And then I did this one, and, you know, just the little things about, the stuff that's fun on the road, trying to find a place to stay, not knowing where you're going to wind up, mm -hmm. but like not having to think about where we're going to eat or sleep or anything and like getting to just take Kinda it like all Phil in. like Phil and Steve rolling with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love you guys. And I was thinking about so that. <laughs> when you guys were telling that story, I was like, those guys were having a great time because yeah. you guys were taking care of the logistics and Dude, they were just riding but so Darren and I doing like, dabs in the parking lot. Right. right? But, but Darren I'm, and I, we, no matter who's with us, we'll be on our own level. Like, we I'm, can yeah, figure yeah, out where I'm to cross eat. the T, dot the I, dude, in yeah. terms of, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've slept in ditches, like, before. Like, I've been, I haven't drank alcohol in, like, almost nine years. And, I, and Paul can attest I was a shit show because alcohol led to other things. I was just a shit show. It didn't matter where I slept. didn't matter. I didn't know where I was when I woke up, all that shit. But, you know, and I still did art then and stuff. But anything, not to get sidetracked, but, like, yeah, I just, like, you know, now I don't drink. I want a comfortable bed that, because I, you know, I can do that. Appreciating the finer things. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we're just like, all right, it's you know about three hours to dust. Let's get a room. <laughs> but they didn't. They weren't like dragging us down. It wasn't not at like, all, dude. Yeah, it was not yeah, at all. It was cool because he and I are gonna, even if we're with a, gr a huge group of people, we're gonna have a good time because we'll if we have to split off or kind of deviate, however we will, we will. It just yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But the cool part about how <coughs> they roll. Me is the fact that you kind of like cuz by the time Phil and or by the time Paul and I were done f filling up our tanks these guys were taking their jacks off their helmets off relaxing and you look at that and you're like you know what there's times where that 15 minutes of conversation mm -hmm. is more important than like all right dude we're topped off let's roll yeah which is the beauty of not having an itinerary or yeah, an agenda dude. Oh, which yeah. is why I think from and I haven't been on this trip yet obviously cuz it didn't start for a couple of days but it from everything you've said bears said Pat has said, yeah, it's guided, but it's very loosely guided. Yeah. Basically, we're starting from here and we're ending here. Whatever wherever you, you yeah. fall in line, yeah. which that's cool with us. You yeah, know, like, took, yeah, we'll see you there. The first couple days last time, it took, you know, <clears throat> I'm used to riding all day, you know, and 
We were just, we were so excited. We were just blasting by everything. And then the day's over just after lunch. And it's like, well, fuck, we, we, could, we could keep riding. But then as we like got comfortable, I was like, oh, no, if we just take our time and mm-hmm. spend the whole Let's day. Let's enjoy it here. Yeah, you exactly, know, stop That's how we it. did it. Yeah, like you some know, days like, we did 300 miles. Other yeah. days we did like 120. Yeah. Yeah, and then <coughs> when we knew it, we were close and we already had a room locked in, it's like, all right, let's sit at this gas station and have a drink and talk and whatever, you know? We had fresh-caught trout for breakfast oh that one God, morning. Oh, my God, dude, that was outside of Red Lodge? Cook City. Cook City. Silvergate. So you couldn't go any further. Cook City's a fucking cool spot. Greatest Dude, town amazing. ever. So you couldn't go any further past Silvergate because of the, the flood in Yellowstone. So the, oh. that gate was closed. The northwest gate was closed. So we had to go all the way to Cody Dude. and then go back up to Co- go like Chief Joseph Highway. Yep. Have you done that? Like, I know that the or Beartooth. Geez. Yeah, I was going to say, I've done the Beartooth down. Okay, so the Beartooth has more curves. Yeah. And it's more... Uh, I guess challenging riding. Chief Joseph is no slouch, though. You can definitely scrape your pegs and have a blast. Bear Tooth has dumb dumb riders on it. Though. Yeah. And Chief Joseph is one of the most most gorgeous rides you'll ever take. Wow. I mean, it, when you get up to the top of Dead Indian Pass, I think that's the name of it. Like, there's so much in front of it. Like, you just you can't even on take Chief it all Joseph. In. Yeah. Dude. We were up there feeding the chipmunks dude, you and all can, that. I'll show you a picture, and it's just like a painting, like. The mountains, they're so many staggered levels and, and different and tones, different oh, like wow. it's intense. Yeah. So then, when you where it tees, if you go left to Cook City, you would go right, and that's the Bear Tooth. Okay, yeah, yeah. dude, so I'm kind of walking right you. Yeah, I went right this. past this, that dude. Tee. That's up there. Look at the mountains, dude. Oh yeah. And so this is kind of cool how I'm walking through visually like this trip, man. That's awesome. The listeners are like, well, this... "Fuck, we can't see that shit." Yeah, I know, I know. right? So Bear Tooth, when I did it uh, last year, the only time I've done it. So last year, yeah, I, t- I found a road. It was called like the Devil's Spine or some shit. Oh, really? I don't know that. Well, it's, it's a fucking gnarly ass dirt really? road that climbs up the valley opposite of Beartooth. So you climb really? up and then you look back and you see, you see the Beartooth? these giant fucking switchbacks. Yeah, dude. It doesn't even look like the same road when you're on yeah, it. Right. It, but that road, I was like... Yeah, it was it was a fucking gnarly road. I mean, this is that road up on that summit that Paul and I did seven miles with the bikes off. Oh, yeah, we just, from the top, we just shut our bikes down, off and dude. coasted all the way down. All the way down. All you can hear is the chain moving. And him and I giggling yeah. like a couple of school kids, dude. Right. Yes, yeah, so that Devil's Road, like it was a fucking gnarly, like a road that I'm gonna you can easily for get it. flats on, you know. Yeah. But I'm like. This is here for a reason. I got to yeah. figure out what it is. And then I finally get to the top where there's this lookout point, And bam, there's Beartooth. Dude, it's it amazing. Fucking right? the view from there. I'll yeah. show you. It's so that's so what's wild, good. dude. And that's why I got an adventure bike. Like, I'm always going to be a chopper guy and then an FXR guy. But the adventure bike just opens you up. Yeah, you can take your chopper up that road. But not like you can a Pan Am or a GS or a, no, you know, a yeah. KTM. Like, you can just see, it opens you up to so many new roads. Yeah. Well, it's like, like, you know, what's <clears throat> the great thing about, like, riding the two-lane roads, getting off the highway, you know, mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a different pace. Yeah. Everybody on the two-lane roads are going at a different pace. Yeah. You know, you don't have Love's gas stations, you've got the, the county Love stop, you know, right. nobody right. gas station. And then you go from there to the... The dirt roads that you can travel yeah. on, and it yeah, changes pace it again, does, dude. dude. Yeah. And that's now you're you finding a place like, that has trout for breakfast with potatoes. And dude, yeah. This is like that. You're not going to get or that Or you find, in. like, the side-by-side families that are just, yeah. like, yeah. they're out there on fucking vacation, just, yeah. like, loving everything. This is the Log Cabin Cafe where we, had, we all had the trout breakfast, dude. 
Oh, you guys got it outside from a br- Silvergate. From a, it yeah. was like right out dude, of the river. Dude, this cabin has been there like, I don't know. It was old. Yeah, yeah. dude. It was really old. Yeah, two lanes. So, a chopper guy, performance guy. Paul, you've been doing this for a minute, huh? Been in, you've been building I'm bikes, I'm building parts. I'm in my parts. 20th year as a business. No shit. Yeah, October 3rd was the beginning of our 20th year. In business, full-blown in business. So what what did you do before that? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even believe me if I told you. Oh, man, come on. I was actually a risk analyst for a like huge... Like insurance? No, for, uh, for a big broker. One of the biggest uh, brokerage houses in the country. Okay. I won't name them, but... You're still kind of a risk analyst. When we were at Pactola Lake that one day, I wanted to jump off that bluff and be like, I wouldn't do that, dude. <laughs> like, don't do that. And I was like... So I'm basically, like, if, if Darren had an entourage, I'm his personal risk analyst. Back when I party, dude. <laughs> look at this, look at this. I didn't do a good job, though. Dude, like, dude. I was not... Yeah. That's fucking bear to you. Okay, I'll ride that with you next year. <laughs> you want to do dude, that? Let's yeah, do that dude. on the way That's to Sturgis amazing. next year. Road we're actually, good. we're all taking choppers next year to Sturgis instead of our... You know, baggers and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Chopper ride to Sturgis. Yeah. Well, I think well, we're going to hit Glacier. Yeah. We're talking about, like, everybody meeting in Montrose and then riding up to Glacier and, you know, doing two lanes the whole way again. And, and then cutting over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, see, I haven't been to the top of Glacier. It was closed last time I was there on the Yeah, chopper. that's what's wild about that is it's only open for a month or two. Like, yeah. you only get a little. So the little. year that I was there, we waited at the gate for three or four days. No shit. We'd wow. obviously, we didn't just sit around. We went out and rode other stuff yeah, all the time. But we just we had to wait there. until they opened it. Uh-huh. And um, it's worth the wait. That's an amazing, just insane ride. Absolutely. Somewhere. You're welcome. So, yeah, we're going to do. So he's going to take my Evo and do, like, just a little bit of stretch on it. Twelve chopper. Well, yeah, that's maybe Jeff, not quite. Jeff, yeah. Jeff not that far. Yeah. Up. But so like out of like so like Missy loves the suspension on this Evo and like we were in in Colorado riding on it and stuff and I had all these plans and she's like this ride's amazing it's so much more comfortable than your chopper she's like you're not a fuck with it are you and I'm like you can just <laughs> I can just feel my head drop I'm like no babe I'm not but I can do all this so he told me not. how much Missy loved it. he's like I want you to put struts on it get it as low as possible and I'm like. Missy's gonna have a whole different. Yeah, dude. So I'm gonna leave bike. the suspension. Probably put, you know, some better shocks underneath it. But like, you know, fuck with the front of it, you know. Do they have many options for soft tail suspension? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. They got yeah. you, right? Oh, yeah, dozens of options for those old bikes. But just, you know, because I can't like I've always had choppers. And like the first year we got to Missy and I got together, which was 2014. She's like, I don't think I can ride on that fender of your chop my twin cam chopper to Sturgis. And I'm like, I, I know, I get Guess that. Guess you can't go. I, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude I, I fell in love hard, dude. She's an amazing, like, anyway, that's a whole other story. But so I, I'm just like, all right, so I bought this fucking Ultra Classic. Never done it in my life. Talking fuel gauge. Oh, my God. Speedo. You did fall in love. You went out dude, and bought totally. a fucking And everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. Yeah, it's we pretty rode, obvious. Everybody, I mean, dude, we rode straight to Sturgis. Like, fucking straight to Sturgis. And I'm like, holy, and I've done that on the chopper, but I felt like shit, you know, mm-hmm. like I've done it straight. And we get there and I'm like, and everybody's like, dude, where's your chopper? And I'm just like, oh. And so I sold it right away, dude. I got one. 
with a blown engine. And, and even, I'm sorry, but even Missy's like, dude, I'm so glad that we got rid of that because like, <laughs> it's not you. Yeah. Like, Thank you. I got one thinking the same thing. My wife would enjoy it more. And I fucking had my guy do the motor and I had to fix whatever else was fucked up with it. And as soon as I got it done, I just sold it. I'm like, I can't, I'm not even gonna let my wife ride it. Like, she does not need to know because I'm just I've got not the opposite story, dude. Like, when we bought ours from uh, uh, House of Harley up in Milwaukee last December, November, whenever Mama Tried was. I've never been, and I've owned a lot of motorcycles. I was never less excited to buy a motorcycle. We were buying it because we wanted to like a shop mule to test new parts out on and yeah. R&D stuff. Never been less excited. Brought it home, bone stock. Rode a little bit. I was like, yeah, it's not bad. And then Mikey went to town on the motor. We did the suspension. You know, we put a bunch of our new parts on it and stuff. And, and this was the brand new soft tail chassis? No, it was a brand new Rogue Glide. Okay. I, dude, I fucking love that bike. It handles, like, how they made that chassis handle so well blows my mind. But it's the soft tail chassis, right? No, it's it's the same FLT chassis, give or take, that it's been since 1980. I mean, there's differences. There's different it's swing arm. eras, yeah, but it's, okay. it's quite similar to the FXR chassis, quite similar. It's different. The neck is quite a bit different. You know, and there's been, you know, evolving changes throughout the years. Um but it just, it handles like it's on rails. Yeah. Like, we were getting down on the way to Sturgis. Like, we, you know, those really crazy switchbacks in, Mon in Wyoming and stuff. And It was a great trip. Yeah. Um, and I don't even ride, like, like our buddy Steve Chamberlain or something that, you know, well, you got a fucking bagger racing league now. Yeah. For all, like, 15 years ago, would you ever thought that would be a thing? I, I didn't think that a year ago. It right. just keeps getting bigger. It's bigger and bigger. <laughs> because that chassis is fucking amazing. And, like, their lap, their, their lap times are not that far behind guys on full-blown race bikes. Yeah, that's like, fucking crazy. You know, they're just they're pushing them so hard. Well, they, they got so it changed my mind. Real racers on them now, too. <clears throat> right. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it changed my mind. I was like, oh, okay. That Indian now that's I don't been wanna... winning some of that shit, that mo their motor, one of their wrenches is my motor guy. Yeah. He works at SNS. Nice. He's built all my motors in the past. One of your motors. So does SNS yes. have like a Harley bike and an Indian bike out there? Or are they just I don't know if they have an uh Harley. I don't know. I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah. I know their Indian's bad. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's bad. But it it takes both the bike and the rider, you know. The riders oh, are amazing, yeah. you know. It's the rider is I mean, it doesn't matter how good your bike is, if the rider's not there. Exactly, dude. It's like that flathead I built this year to race and my motor guy wants to tear it apart and fucking make it faster, and I'm like, dude. I can't even ride this bike to the full potential yet, you know? Like, yeah, let me yeah. just, I need to spend more laps, you mm -hmm. know? It's like shooting. I had a really bad, really badass long-distance rifle years ago, and my old man's like, that gun's a way better shooter than you'll ever be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can, ha you can put 20 grand into a long-distance rifle, and it's not, it's only as good as you are, as good Absolutely, as you want dude. to become. It's the same with a bike. Like, yeah. you can't put me on Steve Chamberlain's bike and expect my lap time to be within... A day of his, you know what I mean? Well, I say that about people's bikes, anyways. Like the, the amount of money they'll, they'll spend on suspension and performance upgrades, I'm like, which is great. You can't even ride the fucking stock. Yeah, but so, that's dude, when I first got into business, like I had old, like old shitty panheads and stuff. Just, but we rode as hard as we could on them, and like these guys would come in and I gotta have a 124. Or like, what do you think about the new 127? And I'm like. I've ridden with you, dude. Like, you don't <laughs> need any of do it. You don't need it. Out of that 127, you need about 60 of them. Like, yeah. you, it's going to you kill know, you. <laughs> you're leaving a lot on the table here. Like, yeah. it's just a dick 
measuring contest a lot of times. Yeah. Wait, they have those? What the hell? Well, those race bikes aren't even like super high horsepower. There's way more horsepower on the street than there are on those bagger races. Like really? I don't like yeah. yeah, Steve's bike isn't all that hopped up engine wise. It's you know it's suspension and it's the rider. You know I also like some of those bikes are only three speed gearboxes. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's not a six speed. I mean it's a they don't have speed. any room to get up to that. Well, it's just and closer some, ratio, right. you know, like they, it's just like anything, you know. Watch, they're doing full custom transmissions on those things. Yeah. That makes sense. Like the Sons of Speed guys, they'll run, what do they, they go, I guess they do a four speed, but you're only using like, you're not using all the gears. Mm-mm. Especially with the rolling start that we were doing. Yeah. That's weird. Right, right. Have you guys done any racing? Not, um, I used to do, uh, um, what is it through the through the woods and shit on the? I had a cakes two fifty hair scramble like hair scramble. enduro stuff. Yeah, enduro stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. It was fun, dude. But yeah, I just I just you know I was BMX kid, and then I had I had dirt bikes and stuff. But I just did the. Hair she like building shit. jumps, dude. Totally. I would watch Evil Knievel as a kid, and then go out and put a plank up against the fucking cinder block. Yeah. Then I'd add another cinder block. You know. Then I'd, I'd watch ride. Rad in the morning and go out and build ramps yeah. and trails through the woods. Oh, yeah. I did the same shit. Yeah, but like. I like, dude, I love the, f- the flathead racer bikes like yours. Dude. Oh, They're I super fucking, cool, dude. I've had so much fun on that bike, and I haven't even really got to ride it all that much, but every time I fire it up. Yeah. And it's so small, it's so light, so nimble. Yeah, right? It was a bicycle. To, there's nothing there, yeah. With an engine. It's like a mini bike, really. Yeah. When I built my first hooligan bike out of a Sportster, you know, I thought it needed to be jacked up, big suspension. And then I was talking to somebody that has experience racing, and they're like, no, you want your race bike to feel as much like a mini bike as possible. Like, think about how you can just whip around a mini bike. He's like, well, that's what you need to do with your big race bike is make it feel like a yes. mini bike. Makes sense. Yeah. Fuck. That shit's fun. I too. love all motorcycles. Yeah. Same. When I first got that GS, dude, there's a lot of shit talk. Really? A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. You know, a lot of it was kind of under the, you know, but it gets back to you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, I still have choppers. I still have all the other stuff. It's like, I just can't take my FXR on fire roads in Idaho. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can. You but can, you're paying for it. You can, yeah. but try to keep up with the GS yeah. or the, the Pan Am or the KTM. And then just the idea of comfortability the older you get, dude. Yeah. So the GS, what I love about the GS is, like, if I lived in the mountains, I'd probably have, like, a 790 KTM or something more dirt bike-ish. But I don't live in the mountains. So So I can get on that thing and get 300 miles to the tank, get there comfortably, you know, do 1,000 miles in a day, you know, and get up the next morning and still feel excited to ride, not just beat the fuck. Dude, those GSs, fucking Mark Boucher fucked me up, dude. He he sent me an email, and and it was like he works for... BMW, I don't remember what his job title was, but it was like, we want you to come wreck our motorcycles. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm the dude. guy for that job. I, and he <laughs> sent me to Rawhide Adventures, which is like their yeah. training facility in yeah. California. And I got to ride a brand new GSA 1250, and it just blew my mind. I was like, I did not need to know that this was even I think possible. they have more low-end grunt than the Pan Am, but the Pan Am stretches oh, its legs a little bit they have everything more than the Pan Am. Honestly, I agree, but boy, really the Harley do. guys get so bent out of shape when you say that. Well, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, but that's one reason I knew that the Pan Am was going to do great from the get-go, because there's so many people that ride Harleys. They want an adventure bike, Dude. but they don't want to look like a fucking faggot Power Ranger on a BMW. Right. Like right. It's so... It's just... It was like, crowds. oh, you're on a BMW? What a fucking dick. 
<laughs> then Harley comes out with one a couple years later, and they're like, oh, I'm going to be an adventure bike guy now. And it's like, it's the best bike I ever put on the road. And it's like, dude, you've never ridden anything but Harleys. Nothing against Harley. I love them. Yeah. But, dude, have you ridden a Ducati? Have you ridden a supermoto bike? Have you, like, there's so much more out there. And, mm -hmm. like, it's just, they're like, oh, it's the best bike ever. It's like, but have you ridden the other bikes? Because the GS isn't the best bike ever. It's up there. It's an amazing bike. It is bike. up there. There's so many great bikes, and it's all very, for one thing, it's a very subjective opinion well, that you have. You what know, I and, love most about the Pan Am is, like, uh, the possibilities with it. You know, like, uh, the customization possibilities for BMW, like, you're not going to put a different front end on it. You're not going to put a different tank on it. You know, like, you, you're going to put some you bags on it You call Olin's and you say, hey, what can I do with the suspension? They're like, we've tried. We can't. Olin's will tell you, we've tried. We cannot improve on that yeah, suspension. We, it's, dude, There's it's not gnarly. shit we can do to it. Have you ever looked at the suspend, the front suspension on them? Yeah. Like the like A-arm, like the cannon lever? Fucking, yeah. There's no bottom triple tree. Like, there's Same just so with much. the rear end. There's, like, yep. three pivot points on the swing arm because yep. it's got the. And I'll tell you what, it is convenient when you got to bust a tire off there and you don't even have to take the wheel off. Because of the single-sided swing oh, arm. Yeah, yeah. You can change back. your tire right there just but, on the But that stand. Pan Am, going after the Harley customer base that is has been customizing these bikes for so fucking long. I'll give them their credit. They Dude, killed they their good marketing. It. I mean, for sure. It, like, I can't wait to see somebody build a different tank for that bike. Because you could put a different tank. You could change the fairing up. You could put a different front end. You could yeah. redo the back suspension. I'd love to do like a naked like street racer type bike with one of them. Sits yeah. high. And dude, I've seen one. There's a, dude, there's like a supermoto one that's yeah. fucking nice. so sick. So but they much use power. the stock tank, you know, like but there's just so many opportunities for people to customize an adventure bike. Mm -hmm. And Harley put it out there. And really, just like we were talking about earlier, most people won't outride the suspension on their bike. Same with that Pan Am. Most yeah. people are not gonna go take that suspension and run it. I mean, I've already broke my suspension once and had to have it replaced front and back. But I was, like, jumping the shit like a fucking dirt bike, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even... Most I was guys, shocked when they covered it, like, under warranty. Like, oh, it's two-year warranty. And I'm like, no, but I... I it's know, my fault. <laughs> if you'd have seen what I did with this thing, you would not be covering it. And they're mm -hmm. like, no, that's... I was like, fuck. Most people aren't sick. using that bike like you are. No, there, there's there's some, but... Not, dude, I have not most. Fucking, yeah. No. Well, most. it's... It's like anything. It's like Jeeps, you know. Ninety-five percent of yeah. Jeeps never don't leave even the pavement used like they could be. Uh, but it, you know, and there's a lot of people that are buying that Pan Am to tour, not because it is adventure, an adventure biker. Uh, sorry, I was getting a little <coughs> catching something, but uh, buying it just to tour on it, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. which is weird to me. But yeah, I think that all of the manufacturers in the lab. I mean, mostly Harley and Indian. To completely change the subject here, just kind of brought something up. Like, they've really turned it around the last couple of years because I was starting to get a little bit of a dismal feeling about, you know, the next generation and like getting younger guys into the, into motorcycles. Period. You know, and I don't know if it's a combination of you know Harley having some pretty stiff competition from Indian, and I understand Harley is just a it's a monster. Like that's, if anybody ever takes them over, it's going to be a long time. Harley's. The, they, it's not a monopoly, but it's damn near a monopoly in, in our world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the V-twin cruiser, cruiser market. Yeah, for it's, sure. in America, at least it's going to take a lot. However, Indian did say, hey, there's somebody else here. You know, you're going to have to push a little bit harder. And then they got into the adventure bike world. So I just love the fact that more people are riding. It appears to be that 
for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's gas prices too. I don't know, but it does seem like there's a whole like. So my son's what 20. about the price of them? I mean, think about how much it cost to buy a truck <laughs> 20 years ago, and then how much it cost to buy a bike 20 years ago. Now you look at the truck prices compared to the bike prices. The trucks have almost tripled, and the bikes have gone up five, maybe ten grand. So yeah, like 20 years ago, a soft tail standard, a brand new twin cam soft tail standard, was maybe 11 grand. And that, what do they call it now? The soft tail. I don't know which one. The cheap, cheap, cheap soft tail. It's like, it's like 12 or 13 grand. No, is there's one that's like 13, 14 grand. That's, see, cheap. that's insane, dude. And it's twice the bike the one 20 years ago was. Yeah. You know, that new soft tail is a great And to get a, get a brand new truck right now. What is it? 30 grand? Uh, dude, no way. At the no. very minimum? 65. <laughs> if you want like a 250 or up. I've, lived, I've yeah. bought homes for less than like what a new truck costs. Oh, like, it's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. So what about, let's talk about the motor platform. Because you were talking about how excited you were about that new Revolution motor to see mm -hmm. what they do. It, do you think that that's going to be like the last it's like gas-powered motor that they put out? I mean, to do, nah. you think there's going to be, they're going to go beyond that? There'll be that? more, but I mean, it's going to continue to evolve in like electrical, like the battery, it's just not where it needs to be yet. And let's... Dude, not to get it but I mean, okay, political, but they but put the fucking they did the twin K for twenty years, right? That's the longest running Harley or an eighteen or something. I think but, that was the longest running Harley drivetrain or you know engine. I mean, the Evo was sixteen. Yeah, and the Panhead was forty-eight to sixty-five. Maybe that was the longest. I can't do the math that quick. What is that? Seventeen. Eighteen model years though, because you got to count the first year and the so that's eighteen model years, and sure. then you had ninety-nine to seventeen. So that would have been 18 model years. Yeah, so it ran, you know, it was there for a while. No, I, don't, I think that the, the revolution will, there'll be another one. Dude, electrical's not where, you know, it's not where it's got to be yet. It's a great idea. I know that we're going to have to have some form of alternative energy, I guess. But right now, you're, you know, you're charging your battery with energy that's powered by coal or yeah, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. some form of fossil fuel anyway so it's just like a complete red herring it's just stupid but um there'll be more they're talking about putting in a touring platform i think that's happening oh i bet they will yeah, yeah think, that'll be fun i think they're gonna put it in everything yeah which the m8 is such an amazing engine in my opinion there's so much power hidden in those things like they're just they're monsters with the little work dude what about that guy i had him on my show earlier this year he did a hundred thousand miles in a hundred days on the M8, dude. That a hundred thousand miles in a that's a thousand miles every day for a hundred days. Nuts. If that doesn't, if that's not a testament for that fucking motor, then yeah. I think it's more a testament for that dude than it is that sure. motor. But you <laughs> both, know what I mean. Both, that's a lot. Both. Yeah, that's a bad dude. I've done a thousand miles in a day a time or two, and it. Yeah. It, if you're not prepared for it, it'll wear you out. Well, it'll wear you out if you're prepared for it. Yeah. It'll kick your butt, dude. It's tough. I've only done it once. I did it on a, with a FXR with a sidecar. Well, I did it twice. Ooh, I did it on that's a, a workout. Yeah, I did it on a twin cam once. That's a workout. Yeah. yeah Sidecars are not side easy car, to ride. Dude. That was a wild trip, dude. I, uh, <clears throat> I was going to the congregation, and my shovel had something fucking happened, and I had made commitments there, so I needed to go. Something happened with, like, my weights or my timing, like something that I just couldn't get the part, couldn't fix. FXR Mike, <clears throat> he had made a joke. Oh, yeah. He was like, if you can't get your chopper running, you can fucking you can take the side hack. And I call him up, and I'm like, hey, it fucking happened. You know, like, can I take it? And he was like, go ahead, dude. And uh, I rode it st almost straight through. I took one nap at a rest stop. 
But through that, the sidecar, you know, it's like, it was my first time to ride one of any distance, you know, and like, you got to like speed up to like to kind of go right or right. You got to slow down to like go left mm-hmm. in the lanes. And it took me a while to like really figure it out. And leaving it was straight highways. And then once I started getting like north of Atlanta, it started, you know, a lot more turning. But I got like in that fucking flow state, you know, where I'm fucking just yeah. on it. And uh, at one point I'm like, like, like ass is barely on the seat. I'm standing on the sidecar. Like, cutting through traffic, going really fast, and I saw the speedometer. It was, like, 95 miles an hour, and I was like, whoa, you know? Then I slow down. This big highway goes down to construction zone where it's one lane with a concrete barrier on either side, and I totally forgot how to ride the thing. I, like, started <laughs> thinking again, and now yeah. I'm like, fuck, yeah. am I hitting the barrier? <laughs> like, this, I just, I lost everything and, like, came to, and it, that was just, a, it, I realized, like, how deep I was in a trance, just, like, yeah. Just fucking go. And then I get there, and there's wires showing on the fucking wheels, dude. Like, I, the, the tires are, like, on the verge of blowing at that point. But that sidecar, it's a workout. It, that trip would have been so much better if there was something, a dog, a, a person. Dude, something I wanna, enjoying the ride a lion. as I was fighting it down yeah. the fucking freeway. I want dude. a sidecar just so I can take my dog places. Yeah. 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 yeah there was a couple sidecars in, uh, at Board Free Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. That had dogs in yeah. I don't know how she would like it, but I want one I for her. I think she'd like it. Yeah. How she, she do? Around, my dog hates motors. You fire a bike oh, up. She don't care. Fucking Dude, I had a German Shepherd years ago that when you'd fire your bike up, he'd try to eat the exhaust pipe. You'd fire up a chainsaw and he'd try to eat the bar on the chain. <laughs> Dude, the dog was berserk, man. He'd try to fight a thunderstorm. Bon- Bonnie is his <clears throat> pit bull. And we were down there in February and Bonnie and I did a. Cheeto ball race on the floor oh, of the shop. Did you what? see that? Where like we line up Cheetos, like the balls. Oh, and on you're the floor. trying to eat them faster yeah, than yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went down her row, turned around, came down, and it met me like more than <laughs> more than halfway on mine, dude. Yes, yeah, so we oh, had a little, and it was on the race, shop floor, dude. dude. Oh my god. We had dude. a little impromptu. It, was, it wasn't impromptu. It was a surprise birthday party for Darren. Yeah, it, it was, was the fun. night before Cycle Showcase that year. So and, we had uh, kind of, you know, a bunch there was of a lot friends. of food there and stuff. I go, and you know, I'd seen a few of those videos on social media. And Bonnie, like, you know, most of the videos on social media, like the dog is sitting and, you know, the owner's like, you know, sit, wait. But he had to literally hold Bonnie by the collar when I started laying out the <laughs> Cheeto balls. Dude, uh, she was like. I've got it in here somewhere. You got to oh see it. It's so gosh. funny. She's an amazing dog. She got into it. He had some homemade bread in the back of the truck on this, the Born Free trip, and she got into it, dude. Dude, she ate homemade the biggest. Bread? You make bread, dude? No, no, we bought we we bought bread from a fa- from a bakery there. Um, in I think it was in uh, Henderson. Dude, I started making bread this year. Did we you were really? Making hamburger buns, made hoagie buns. Yeah, I love cooking, dude. Dude, that's the next all. level. A fucking homemade bun uh, is like homemade bread, dude. Come. I'm gonna when I get back. I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna start a sourdough starter. That's amazing. That. That's so rad. Go ahead and hit play. Oh man, they hit were play spaced out ready. really dude, good. Dude, it was, it was Look legit. at how oh, she's fighting. Dog's ready to eat you, dude. dude it's legit. <laughs> You're fucking dude. terrible, dude. You are slow, man. She's uh, a pro, though. Well, dude, I mean, she's awesome. such a pro. That's a clean shop floor, dude. Keep yeah, it tight, shift over yeah, there. We do. We we do our best. Mike doesn't keep his area clean, but I'm saying that more to fuck with him when he hears his podcast because he hates how much I bitch at him about his room What's being Mike dirty. What's Mike do for you up there? 
everything. Mike's not amazing. Much. Both of my guys are friggin' amazing. Yeah, not much. <laughs> so Mike, dude, we not yeah. So we're parts manufacturer. That's our bread and butter. And um, you should make bread and butter. <laughs> bread and butter is bread our bread and butter. What's your bread oh. and butter? I make bread and butter. Um, but dude, we have bike builds lined up. We've literally got, there's a guy supposed to bring three more to us, and that'll put us at 16 bikes to build right now. 16? 16 fucking bikes. And you're making parts. How many SKUs you got? How many parts you Over got? Over 700. Oh now, that includes color options. Word, that includes, dude. so like, we might have one part, and it's got four different coding dude, options, that's but still. still a bunch. We're over 700. Fuck. Yeah, it's a lot. Now, and you distribute through, do you have distributors that are, you're working with? or is it Dealers two? right now, and we are working on a distributor deal with a very large catalog that I'll leave unnamed for the time being. Yeah. Um, we should have that announcement before too long. That'll be big for us. Nice. Um, and all this happens in-house? Are you sourcing out some of oh, it? Oh, God, or? no. We can't do it all yeah. in-house. So um, it's all American-made, um, obviously. So all of our shops are in America. A lot of them are local. Some of them are across the country. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends that's here with us this week, actually his shop is starting to do some stuff for us. Who's that? Bobby. Oh, nice. They're starting to make some parts for us because they've got quite yeah, a bit of equipment there three now. Brand, two brand new two brand five new axis. One's machines. a five axis and then one's a multi axis lathe. And then they have another, like two other They have two other machines, yeah, dude, yeah older crazy. ones. Crazy. They make some rad shit. So, yeah, we do. The only stuff we do in house right now are like high volume stuff where I can just set the machine up and when one of us is walking past the machine, you know, and it's not running, we'll fill it back up again and run more. And then R&D stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, we'll R&D stuff. Uh, with the printer, plastic printer, first time, and then I'll go and make a handful of them, maybe even sometimes the first run for production, and then we'll farm it out to somebody. Wow. Um, now, did this start the production parts production start 20 years ago, or were you just building bikes at first? So 20 years ago, no, we were, I wanted to build frames. So I built a frame fixture. Okay. Um, and we started doing it, and the bike builds just all of a sudden got big like we were building bikes left and right i think in 2006 we built 12 or 14 bikes that year which was a lot for back then but we were also in 06 07 fucking good money right there in 2006 yeah it was and we were building i think we were doing almost a frame a day back then wow yeah it was about four a week that's awesome so i had four frame fixtures back then a springer fixture that actually had two different versions in it Fender oh, lathe. Springers too, huh? Yeah, and we had a spinning lathe. We yeah, used to make fenders. Yeah. Um, and then in 15, we had a our, our shop got knocked down by a storm. <clears throat> and so during that recovery, I kind of changed everything. I was like, I'm going to get away from that. You know, I saw a shift in the business too. It was going from a lot of uh, fully manufactured bikes to just customizing or altering bikes. There were a lot of guys, like the Born Free thing changed things a lot. Like yeah. guys were like looking for older frames that had been altered 30 years ago, 50 years ago, or stock geometry, you know, wishbone frames, straight leg frames. It's kind of a somewhat of a natural progression from that and now into just like performance parts that you can sell to the owner to put on themselves. Right. You know? So we still we still make chopper parts. They're just not The thing about a chopper is a chopper is such a varying canvas. Yeah. I don't know what frame you have. I don't know what tank you're running. I don't know what rear wheel you have. I don't know what controls you have you know but when you've got a 2021 road glide or a 2019 soft tail standard i know what's going to bolt onto that bike yeah so i can produce more parts and kind of our gig is we don't make a part just to make it we don't like hey we also make this we always solve a problem 
or improve on in an existing design. Like it's there's got to be an improvement or else. Yeah, you're not just making something billet to, you know, to exactly. replace a part. Right. It's like, hey, we're here too. It's like, hey, look, this is why ours is better. You know, so that's how that's how we do things. And so getting back to your original question with Mike, um, we were starting to get more interest in bike builds again because there was a big lull from 2015 to like our full recovery from that storm, right? So it took me a while to get my feet back under me because um, we lost that entire building and it was- Everything inside of it or? We saved a lot of it. I lost a lot of equipment. Was it flooding or did it? Tornado. Damn. Leveled it. <laughs> Leveled it. Absolutely. It's hard I don't, to I don't for talk about it much because I don't want any pity or anything. It was a blessing in disguise. So if you hear my story, be happy for me. Don't feel bad for me. It was a blessing in disguise. Because yeah. for one thing, it made me grow up. It made me get very a lot more serious, um, change direction. You know, it changed your perspective too. And when you get to start over. Big time. You know, I mean. Big time. Yeah, so I sold all my frame fixtures. I sold my spinning lathe. I sold all of it. Now I have one of Christian's frame fixtures, which is amazing. Right. There's a rattled shop, but this new shop's, like, you could put a go-kart track inside of it. Yeah, the new shop's huge. Yeah. Which we only use a tiny bit of it. I rent the rest of it out. The old shop was super cool, though. Yeah, there was a lot of good memories in that old shop. But, um, so the bikes, the bike business started popping up again, getting busy for us. And I had tried to hire Mike previous and Mike was just in a different he wasn't really ready and then I put a thing out on Instagram maybe a year and a half ago um, saying hey looking for somebody to come in that can fabricate build bikes you know this and that and Mike reached out he's like hey you still need somebody I'm like oh fuck yeah so my son's kind of he's not technically owner yet but he's gonna be half owner full owner one of these days so I was like, hey, what do you think about Mikey from Nine Finger? And he's like, dude, whatever it takes. Because Mike's just an amazing dude. He, like, insanely talented. Now he makes, like, part fixtures. So he like makes tools. Tooling, yeah. For, tooling. Because, I mean, he's been a tech for over 20 years. He's been in the Harley dealership, you know, arena uh, about as long as I've been in business. Uh, until he came to work for us. Um so you got some experience with him. So too. much experience, man. Uh, and like, aside from being an amazing tech, like people will call him. He's like, oh, it's your this or that. Like they'll just give him like a completely vague oh, explanation. This he's like, like you need talking. to check this. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a smart ass though. Oh yeah, he's, he, he's deaf. So he fits in great. Him and my son, cause my son's probably the world's biggest smart ass. My son's insanely funny. <laughs> I'll just be working and they will go after each other and talk so much shit. It's so much. I love it. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm not going to bitch at them for not working because they're making me laugh. Yeah. You know, they're awesome. <laughs> Dude, but the, the thing is, when the chips are down, those two get their fucking jobs done. But I've never had a better crew. So I have those two guys. He's a good And human. then I have two uh, marketing, uh, two girls doing marketing stuff yeah. for us now. One is just like general marketing stuff. And then the other one's like our social media girl. Um, That's so awesome to pass that. It's really cool. Yeah, How it's, long have you had those? Well, she, so Sarah Liberty, she's been in the motorcycle world forever that's how i met her she's a great friend of both darren and i um and has been for a long time she's been with us since march of 21 and then crystal was with us in texas i don't know if you saw her really pretty dark-haired girl um she's crazy talented i too. saw a lot of pretty girls in texas yeah well the one that was in our booth <laughs> okay bonnie yeah besides bonnie um so she's She's taken over the um, social media since about Sturgis. Right when I got home from Sturgis, she started for us. Um, 
And now I'm actually talking to her husband. He's going to start doing YouTube stuff for us. He's like, he produces YouTube videos. and Nice. So I'm playing catch up, man. Like I thought my entire career just making a quality product, I'd blow up and I'd have this great, you know, manufacturing thing going on. It didn't work that way. You got to let people know. So I got That's 700 part numbers right. and I've only been doing marketing shit for two years, not even wow. a year and a half. You know what I mean? It's like. I was really, when I asked that question, <laughs> I figured that it would have been 2020, you know, like. When the show's kind of shut down, a lot of people yeah. put a lot of time and resources into, you know, marketing on the yeah, internet. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was definitely a weird time to... to we're going to make a movie, dude. When you went up to get your shit, we decided we're going to make a movie. That's what you guys were talking about? Yeah. We're going to, like, just make a movie on one of these trips. We're just going to make a movie out of it. Just yeah. a little bullshit documentary. Just have a videographer and a photographer, and we're just getting... That's just going to be the movie. It's going to be raw Like the fun. trip that you we were just talking about at right. start is mm-hmm. one of those but trips. Just, it's just going to be a movie. Yeah. That'd be cool, right? Fuck yeah, would you? Yeah. Because you know how it is, man. There's so much funny stuff that happens, you forget half of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Dude, it's so great. Like you guys down there by the river playing penis ball. Dude, there's a picture. He didn't want to, <laughs> he was clear up by the road. And like, so. So I didn't walk down to the river because yeah. we had eaten something earlier today. I thought I was going to shit my pants. So I was like, I'm so, not walking down there and having to pull my pants down and go to the bathroom for all the other tourists up here. Because they're like, don't go down the hill, don't go down the hill. So yeah, the, even the park ranger's like, don't go down the hill, so we went down the hill. Wh- why? I don't know. She was being because they, because they wanted the grass to grow back where oh, everybody had okay, been walking okay. down to the trail. river. So and anyway, to set the stage for this, Phil, who owns the tattoo shop in Fancy Rooster Montrose, his son, Little Phil, who's Phil Four, is just amazing. This kid, like... He's anyth- high speed, dude. High speed. Anything high speed. he sees that looks fallacy... He just puts it by his crotch and like flips it up, you know. And then that carry, that's he gets that from his dad, who's Phil. So then here we are, grown ass men. So we hike down by the Dick river. Dick and fart jokes. Dick and all fart day. Jokes. We go down by the river, and just Phil wasn't looking, and I see this branch that's like from here to the wall, and I, it was a lighter one, and I grab it, and I'm like, you know, and it's so big that he gets a picture of it from. I'm up videoing by the road. it from the top of the canyon. And I go, and hey like, Phil, look, he turns here. around and just starts laughing, dude. Just completely. You, you went know, down there and took j- a shit, huh? No. Dude. Sucked it up. So, like, we Hold were, on to it for a while. We were at the BMR in Tennessee one year, and this is when I partied. And we just right out, we got there right out of the gate and just in it, right in it. And I fucking saw one of these long sticks, and I'm like, I pick it up. I go, yo, dude, watch this. And I fucking, I thought I was gonna like smash it up against this tree. Well, and it was it gonna didn't break. even move, and the recoil came back. Like fractured a couple of my rigs, no ribs, way. picked me up and threw me into a shit, a sewage river, dude. where the porta john had been leaking down. No way. <laughs> dude, so there's uh, like super grainy footage uh, of this yeah, party. There's dude. like MySpace video of that, like, dude. So like within like 12 hours of being there, I like was fucking. Within licking. 12 hours of being there, we had run from the cops. Uh, yeah, that was really. We had sto- stashed hidden- guns under a barn. From right. running from the cops, because we were, so there was a group of us. We had pulled out uh, to go get reception by the road. Oh, you should tell all these stories. Come on, yeah. it's a statute of limitations. It's a, it's in a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and like you know how it is, if there's a group of bikes, the last dude pulls over if a cop lights you up, man. Yeah. And him and I, I was on my FLA. So my buddy that did pull over, yeah, had nothing. Had no license. He was suspended for drunk no driving. Paperwork. Had no paperwork of any sort. His bike didn't have a number on it anywhere. Nothing was stolen. Everybody it was, just was like, loaded. Dude got written seven tickets, but none of them were DUI. Oh, wow. But he got written and he got seven to tickets, with the bike? and he left. But me and Darren were like, Phew! Yeah, we just looked back. At, I, was just, I was just like, and we just, whoom. And dude, so we we were 
wasted. We were on hand shift, no front brake. Yeah. And so we found, we were just hitting these back roads and we found this barn and we fucking stashed our guns. Literally go, he was on uh, his, uh, your, sh- your slab Kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, kill yourself. We come flying back into the campground. Dude, we're so hot, like, I mean, we're coming in hot that he just wedges, he comes in and just hits the bumper of his truck and the front wheel locks My under front the bumper. Just and he just gets grass, off the bike. And he just goes, boop, and sticks it's under the bu- bumper. Up, and yeah. I just got dude, off Dude, the next day we spent half the day trying to figure out where that fucking barn was where we stashed <laughs> guns, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I stashed my bike this weekend at Born Free. We went on a ride. And I lost my primary belt. We just stashed my bike in the woods, and my wife jumped on a bike. I jumped on a bike, and we went to the bar. Then got a van and went back, and the sun was down now. And I was like, I don't know where my fucking bike's at. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that place looked different once the sun went down. Oh, right? Man. Your wife was with you? Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, she was, uh, dude, she did all the heavy lifting. Yeah. I was just hanging out. I got to meet Chopper, though. You got to meet Chopper. He's amazing. Fuck, he's just... You have to get a second job to feed that dude here before long, though. Yeah, I got two kids, right? So they feed him? Yeah, they feed him. You have to put them to work to pay for it, though. I make them go find the food. Yeah, there you go. Live animals. Just kill whatever you can find, kiddos. Yeah, I got another dog. She's like 100 pounds as well. She's got three legs. She eats more than he does. She tries to, anyways. Dogs are the best. They are the best. Dogs and motorcycles, man. Food. Food is good. Yeah. Dude. So should we tell the rest of the story about Sturgis? Yeah. Or we'll save it for the next time we're on? No, no. We're... Yeah, we left off. I guess we hadn't. We kind of left. In so we cruised down Chief Joseph with the bikes off. Yeah. Went down to that, that canyon at the bottom. I don't know Just the, the two of, of you had the bikes off or everybody had the bikes Just off? Just the two of us. Who knows what the other two were doing? <laughs> Dude, trying to light their rigs. What was one of the really funny parts about the trip is like a lot of the gas stops. I mean, they're such great (laughs) humans and they're just calm and peaceful and like they were like fucking seven year olds on the playground that just met, and we would be like topping off and getting our gas caps on. They're like, you could hear, you know, they're over by the wall. Hey man, yeah. How's it, you know, yeah, yeah. Were they the type of guys like when you pull up to the gas station, they don't even park at the pumps to begin with? They just yeah. park yeah. off yeah, to the side a, that's somewhere. That's a very good scenario. Yeah. Um, just amazing humans, like you know. Oh, but you don't even get remotely irritated with not them. at all because it's just dude, you, it's like it's like, and you know you can you can take so much from it because it's so calming. Like, oh, we're at a gas stop. Let's stay here for five hours. You know, that's how they get off their bikes. You yeah. know, like take everything off. And it's just like. No rush, because they don't know really where they're at. They definitely don't know where they're going. It's so great. Um, That was one of the best rides ever. That was a good one. So uh, we're in, um, we're approaching, we're going up Beartooth Pass. Okay, so you guys did do Beartooth. Yeah. So when you get to the bottom of Chief Joseph, it tees into the Beartooth. And if you go go left, it goes to Cook Cook City, City, which we did. We stayed the night there and hung out with some amazing... Dude, yeah, there was like, like sixty-eight-year-old three, three school teachers. Yeah, elderly ladies next to it. And they're drinking wine and yeah, having a just, hoot. Yeah, and they're just like you know, and they see a bunch of tattooed biker dudes, and they're just like, come to find out, like one of the ladies, her brother lives like fucking ten miles from me. Wow. Yeah, dude, just that it's a small world. Cook City is like it's like going back in time. Almost. Dude, that's when I told because they hadn't been there before. I was like, look. You could pull the trucks out of there and put horses in their place. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. You wouldn't miss Skip a beat. You know yeah. what's sick? There are fucking trails out behind I know it. Side-by-side side trails and, like, dude, dirt butt single the track. The gnarliest 
fucking downhill section I've ever done on that Pan Am was over there. Oh, you've ridden off road like, there. Like comes oh, down into Cook City. Oh, dude, it's it's so super peaceful there, sick. man. Like we watched so the peaceful. sunset over the mountains. So like, Butte Mountain. That's what that big mountain had right behind fucking it. good yeah. food. But uh, we hit Bear Tooth Pass. No, yeah, Bear Tooth Pass, and there was construction. They're putting a new bridge in. Okay. And yeah, so that was before the pass, we stopped up this. We stopped up up the mountain. There's a roadblock, and like you know, so traffic's starting to pile up, and they're letting the big gravel semis go by for their work, you know. And you just get all these, you know. There's there's these other motorbikers you don't know, and like this one guy is just like I'm. I'm looking in my mirror, and I'm just like, this guy is getting off, and he's dressed to the nines, got all the all the. He's on a yellow bagger. He's got like all the yellow. bells, of yellow, fan, all the fancy stuff on, and he's just like by himself. Can't wait he, to talk about. He's his walking bike up and, how and just talking rides. to all the bikers, and I'm just sitting on my bike. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, don't even come up here. Don't even like, don't even come up here. Well, before he got to us, they they opened us up and they let us through. No bullshit, dude. I mean, you know, I like to ride. I do like to ride, but I also, if I'm by myself. I kind of, I sometimes throw safety issues to the side, but when you're with other, with your three other dudes, and there are other people around you, car or bikes that you don't know, you, you consider their safety as well. And so we're in these S turns with no passing, and this fucking guy on the yellow bagger just passes cars and bikes and all of us. Sick. It wasn't everybody. the situation where like, yeah, it's a double yellow, but I can still safely see everything's no, cool. No, you couldn't see. Dude, it was fucking horrible like he could have gotten yeah. clobbered or, or, somebody or one else. of us right so and then he just disappears well then the four of us get around all the traffic and we're just jamming pretty yeah, good yeah we waited until it was good and then we passed everybody because they yeah. were going slow and, and so, we fucking did the tightest corner guy. there's like a little pond right here and some other ponds right here and it dude Come the road's the as narrow as possible and it's like blind corner blind corner blind this corner. guy's this kickstand down in the middle of the road Putting his jacket on and we no in there to go up, to go up the summit to go up the hill, dude. The dude, I'm fucking Horrible. shaking right now, dude. Yeah. Like, I All go, of us motherfucker. Like, I'm like, motherfucker. And you know, we keep going, and the guy fucking puts his jacket on and just tries to stick with us. And I'm like, tries to catch this, up. This to is us. it, dude. Like, yeah. this is it. I'm gonna get to the top of this hill, dude. Like, so we get to the pass, pass, the very top. Yeah, and he goes over the fucking yellow guy he goes over to the gravel part where you can look over one side and we're over there looking at there were sheep up there or something we were checking out these sheep and the guy comes back down and darren gets off his bike and starts walking dude i stand like, in the middle oh, of the highway here we go like, no way i'm like i no want this guy way. to pull over yeah dude. i can't remember what you said i was like i think he said you fucking I, pussy learn how to ride yeah, or you fucking like that. And he didn't pull over he didn't, didn't, dude, pull he didn't over. act like he heard it dude. didn't pull over so you should have been smiling at him like hey come here we want to talk yeah now. dude so Let's we get down to ride. what town did we get to that gas station red lodge red lodge we get down to red lodge we're at the gas station and just out of nowhere the guy's coming from the fucking east this guy is some, lives somewhere, and yeah. he's, just he's just riding back, back and, and forth. forth, looking like he's going somewhere, disturbed or whatever. And well, they looked like he was going to pull into the gas station. Yeah, he flick, he flips he his right <laughs> signal on to turn into where we're at, and he looks and he sees us and just hard left, boom, fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I was just that was just one of the many situations where just people put us in situations, you know, it's crazy. So then after that, Red Lodge. Did you guys go through the Bighorns after that? Yeah. yeah. Do we stay a night in Sheridan, or do we go to 
Uh, or I the Buffalo. The name of that town. It was Buffalo. We Fort stayed in Buffalo. Bighorns yeah. is another spot you got to go to on the adventure bike because there oh, are yeah. some sick fucking roads. Yeah. I mean, I found this one and just, I mean, it was a nice, it wasn't like a gnarly dirt road, but I mean, it was just climbing or just on the ridge of these mountains and then it gets to this overlook and I park it and I start hearing this like, dude, I haven't seen anybody in a minute. Now, what's weird about that area is you can park your trailer in the woods. Like, people just store yeah. their trailer up there. So there's just, like, camper trailers littered throughout really? everywhere. It's kind of obnoxious, but yeah. chilling there, smoking a cigarette, and I hear this, like, ding, ling, ling, like a bell way off in the distance. Wow, what the fuck is that? I see this mountain, and it's probably <clears throat> a mile away. And this giant herd of sheep, like, just comes over the top. I mean, there's probably four or five hundred of these sheep, dude. Holy shit. Like just, and I'm just here. I guess one of them had a bell on it. Dude, it's the fucking coolest thing ever. So I'm like, all right, that's where I'm going. I ride over there, and they got fucking sheep dogs. Like these are sheep herders, you know, grazing. In the bighorns. In the bighorns, wow. dude. And then these fucking giant dogs, I think they're going to be nice. So I, dude, they fucking came on me hot, dude. Yeah. I was just, and they were probably like, Mouth level at my upper thigh on that big bike, dude. Like holy shit! So I got yeah. Those dogs take their job seriously. Fucking serious. I mean, yeah. the sheep weren't even close to me because yeah. they were way off the trail. But that's a beautiful area. Oh, I love it. There's a lot of. I saw a giant fucking elk up there, just like yeah. We amazing. saw a whole. We saw a bunch of elk up there too. Yeah. That's a really good area. The cattle in the Swiss Alps have the farmers have different bells. Per herd of oh, cattle. Oh, so they know. Yeah, and dude, like, the pitch in, when you're the in the bell. Swiss Alps and you hear the, the bells on the cattle, it's pretty soothing, man. It's awesome. Uh, that just made me think of that. It was cool hearing that bell. Like, I'm like, what the fuck right. is that? Dude, you know? right? And I was thinking, like, a, I was thinking a cowbell, but I, I wasn't thinking that that was actually what I was hearing, right. anything close. And sure enough, I guess those fucking sheep, man, dude. But just seeing them move from so far away, you know, like one organism you know just like dude right coming it, over the fucking grassy hill it was like god that was fucking beautiful, yeah that's great right. it's like those birds yeah swarms. exactly like dude, that that's just moving heavy, all in as one it's heavy i don't think pigeons do that i have these pigeons it. here don't i no. haven't seen it no even a big bunch of pigeons they're just flying around hitting each chaos. other chaos fucking chaos kind of like dude. traffic here in Kathmandu. <laughs> no that once you get no, in, no, you're no, no, you're, right, you're not, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's you're not right, as yeah. chaotic as it looks. No, because we should have been hit while we were on foot yesterday about 40 times oh each. Oh, my gosh, and Bear we, just fucking teaches. Dude, he don't give a fuck. Takes off out there. What about Darren when he just fucking stopped that while car he's still filming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, what a fucking trip. That's oh. the best. I so then after that, it was pretty much, we were on I-90 for an hour or so. I seriously made the mental, like, I made the decision. I didn't want to go any further east than the Black Hills, but I had to go home, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's the worst feeling is when you have to go, like, when the mountains, I, mean, I love home and I fucking love See, that's my, my job. favorite part of the trip. It's like, all right, now it's time to fucking go home. <sighs> Dude, there's just something about the Rocky Mountains that I don't ever want to I leave. I just don't like seeing mountains in my mirror unless yep. you're in between mountain ranges and there's yep. mountains ahead. Yeah. But... Yeah. Dude, these are some big mountains we're going to be climbing around. Yeah. It's yeah, a whole dude. different world here. Yeah, it's amazing. It's I'm so stoked. Big mountains. It's, yeah, it's it's a good crew. This, this is a, there's a, some great people on board this year. It's going to be fun. Yeah. 
Dude, I was stoked about getting here early, but now I'm just like, fuck, it's... Yeah, I'm we're itching. not getting the bikes for I'm itching. fucking two more days. I'm itching to go. Oh, my God. I'm but today, if we jump and we go over to that place today, yeah, it's going to be Yeah, people are starting to wake up, dude. We're I know, fucking, I forget. Like, it's like so early yet. Yeah, we were talking about leaving at 7.30. I know, like, We got time to record a podcast right now. We had an amazing breakfast. Oh, dude. Like, I don't know, six cups of coffee anyway. It's fucking epic. Oh, yeah. An hour and 30, dude. Fuck, man. Wow. It goes quick. I love just how natural the conversation is. Like, we got off under your, you know, your business and all that and the anniversary. And oh, yeah. I never said, I never finished up saying what I was going to say about Mike and how he got there, but. Oh, it's okay. How'd he get He's, there? So he just, I said, yeah, come talk to us. He came talk to us and he started like a month later. And, dude, he. Is he still doing the. the nine figure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Very much so. Um, so he makes tools for engine builders. It's mostly all his years as a tech. He's like, hey, if I had this, it would make my job easier. So he makes like lifter holders and like yeah, yeah, his yeah. big thing that really set him off was, you know, instead of stuffing shop rags, when yeah, you had your cylinders cylinder off. Plugs. Yeah, 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 cylinder plugs. And then he just, he comes up with something like every week. Yeah, and he's, he's like, I don't know if people will really want this because, you know, it's easy to do this other thing. And then people just buy the shit out of it because it just makes your job a little bit easier. It's very affordable. It's super high quality yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's very innovative. And, you know, um, so he still does that. And then he he do, he builds engines for us. Um, builds. He's a hell of a fabricator. Like builds just just about anything. He doesn't have a lot of sheet metal experience, like forming sheet metal shaping. Yeah. Um, so I still do that part. What do you um, say takes the majority of your time when you're in the shop? Running, running a business. Yeah. So I still do the majority. I do all of the programming of the CNC machines, and I do a lot of the running it. But it's just talking to the marketing girls and like just it's like keep, herding keep cats. Everything flowing. Yeah, it's just herding cats, man. And I don't mean my people, because dude, I, when I say I have an incredible crew, I'm not saying that so they hear it and they feel good about themselves. I'm fucking fortunate. They're badass. Every single one of them does their job better than I've ever had. And I'm going to tell you what, so my kid, maybe you'll have him on someday because that kid's got his own story. Like that dude was past halfway to hell and he turned his life around. Like, no shit. yeah, chokes me up, man. Wow. Like, there were nights, not to get too weird, but there were nights where I expected a phone call that, you know, the worst. Mm -hmm. And he pulled his head out of his ass and uh, he has just taken a hold of that shop and he's running with it. Like... The last three years have been so successful for us, doing large part to what he does, and not to give Mike, not to cut Mike short of the girls either. Mike's made a big difference, uh, but my son, he's just back there. He's fucking killing it. He's a way better businessman than I'll ever be. Wow. You know, I can come up with parts and you know figure shit out all day long, but he's just he's gonna be a way better businessman than I've ever been. So what's in the R and D department right now? What are you working on? So we're so we got that that bagger a while back. Um, and we have a bunch of parts. You know, we don't just make it and then throw it out there. Like, I've been bashing on that thing the whole year. So we're going to come out with our, we're going to expand on our bagger line here pretty quick. Um, we have some other pretty cool stuff coming up too. But to be honest with you, R&D has slowed down a little bit because getting prepared for distribution and everything, we had to get, like, shop management software that tracks all your inventory. Yeah. Your costing. That other people can plug into as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it tracks, if you put this washer into the system and it's used across 10 different products, it keeps track of where it is in the shop. 
like you have to like label where it's stored so it's got its own like um you know identifier yeah how many are there how many are allocated for how many products and then it also forecasts like hey if if this supplier takes six weeks to get you an order of a hundred products or you know pieces parts yeah and your current sales forecast you're going to be out of them in three weeks that puts us at nine weeks you're already behind or you know it it forecasts wow. everything so you don't run because we live in the age of Amazon, man. People want their shit right now. It's not like when I got into it and everything said four to six weeks for delivery because I made it when you ordered it. You know, now it's like if you don't have it in stock, they're going somewhere else. They're going to look for it in stock someplace. Or they just lose interest or just yeah. whatever. So, like, we have to carry a shitload. So when you have 700 part numbers, <laughs> you can imagine the inventory. Wow. It, 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 yeah. So it, it's very cash uh, depleting. So it keeps you, like, so you got to be on your toes. So you don't want to miss those sales and you don't want to have somebody assembling parts and put the wrong shit in there or whatever Uh so we've spent a lot of this year getting all that caught up getting the marketing in in its right place um but we got some more chopper stuff coming up actually some new chopper parts yeah and some old ones that we used to do that we're bringing back like what um so we used to do a lot of triple trees and stuff like that for choppers um that's a big one um I think we're going to revamp our old four-speed kit that we used. We did four-speed mid-controls, and we're going to kind of put a little different twist on them and just make them a little slicker and put them back out there. So we have a couple parts currently, too, that are... So we did like a riser. It's called our flex riser. It's got a dovetail cut in it, so you can go from a pullback to a straight riser with just, you know, it's the same stuff. You just slide it apart, so it's like this, and you slide it apart, and then it's like this, you know, so... But it's expensive to make because we have to EDM that that uh, that dovetail. Gotcha. It's a pretty expensive part to make. So we're going to dumb some of our parts down. It'll look the same, but it won't have that, that feature in it. So you just get the same cool-looking riser, but it's either straight or it is a pullback. We've actually got a really cool new riser also that um, it's got like an I-beam shape to it. It looks like a connecting rod. Oh, wow. Um, so it's got the same top as our strong arm riser. But then it's got that I-beam feature. It looks fucking super cool. Stainless steel. That's one of my favorite things I've seen lately. People building sissy bars out of I-beam stock. Dude, I-beam stuff's just, yeah. Like the old Springers. And And it's so fucking tough, dude. Yeah, Yeah, structurally. The reason fucking railroads are running on that shit. And your connecting rods are made from it. Yeah, connecting rods. Wow. And then we got a lot of bikes being built. So, dude, it's literally the whole gamut from... Full-blown performance bagger to a fucking panhead or knucklehead chopper. We're taking Quilty's Lowrider S and turning it into a chopper. Brand new Lowrider. We're cutting the frame apart. We're doing. We're stuffing an M8 into a, an FXR. We've got a full-blown like show show FXR. Like the, we got some tricks up our sleeve on that one. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing some pretty cool stuff. With the M8 in it or one with? No, the, the other one's a. Um, it's a twin cam, but it's got an Evo case. So S and S back in the yeah. when, when twin cams first came out, they did a Evo case twin cam, and we the guy the the friend of ours. It's I mean, it's customer. just like the Evo mounts, right? That's but it. it's, the rest of it's twin cam. Yeah. So you don't have to cut your FXR frame apart, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> um, so we're doing a full build on that one. And, and they got, don't make those anymore, do they? No, they haven't made them in years. But he yeah. found an NOS set still in the box. Wow. Snatched them up. Yeah. Um, just, dude, we got, it's awesome. We got so much cool shit coming out. So I, uh, Bill Dodge, 
gave me fucking what's it called? Your fucking the big super net for four mm-hmm. speed. One of mine. Yeah. So that's our overbearing, and um, that's what we call it. It's the overbearing. So it's basically your uh, main drive gear nut with the bearing built in for 64 and earlier four speeds. And because I never did any marketing on it, it's been kind of a quiet, it's a good seller, but every four speed on the planet ought to have it because you don't have that outer bearing support that 65 and later primaries give you. Yep. And what this does, there's a bearing incorporated with your main drive gear nut so that your, your main shaft it's got some it's supported. Support. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're running an open belt drive or, you know, really anything, it works with a with a uh, 10, 10 primary as well. Um, and we're actually gonna we finally found a bearing manufacturer that makes a thinner bearing <clears throat> because it won't fit behind. The well, lighting. it will fit with all OEM products. Our current one does. It fits with OEM stuff. But all the aftermarket clutch manufacturers, they make you know the where the clutch hub goes on to the main shaft. It's thicker towards the back by about thirty thousandths. So you, when you put that on there, it'll actually touch the overbearing without seating properly on the taper on the shaft. So you have to grind down a little bit of the backside of your your clutch hub. And people don't like doing that. I get it. Yeah. But we finally found a manufacturer that makes a quality bearing that's an eighth of an inch thinner. So we're gonna re-release it with. You'll have both options. You know, we'll still do the the wide one. One's a half inch wide. The other one's three eighths of an inch wide. Um, well, I gotta confess, I never put it on my bike. You'll like it. It'll it cuts out all the leaking because every time I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta make another socket now." <laughs> so we've we've actually we talked a about making a socket to do it. It's just we haven't done it. Yeah. You know, you can you can lock your sprocket down and get it tight with a, a wrench too. Actually, Mikey makes a tool for doing that. For Does locking, he? yeah, for locking your uh, your sprocket down. Yeah. Yep. What, just a wrench or no? It's like a block and it's got a chain on it. So when you put it on there, that chain wraps around and then the, the block locks onto your, your swing arm pivot. So the, the sprocket can't turn anymore. And then you just oh. reverse thread. You know what I mean? No, I'm having a hard time seeing that. I'll show it to you when we get off of this. It's on his website or his Instagram his, or something. Yeah, it's his Instagram. Yeah, it's just all that experience he has. He just, he's got all these tricks. And now he's That's selling awesome. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mike's something else. He is something else. <laughs> Hope you're listening. And you're in St. Louis. Just outside. Yeah. yeah. We're out in the sticks. Town of 669 people. That's fucking nice. It's awesome. I love so it. So the test rides are pretty nice around the shop. Yeah, cops don't pay any attention to us at all. Like, yeah. That's it, right? Yep, there it is. <clears throat> chain attached to it yeah so when you put you know when you start to put ta- uh, torque onto it yeah, 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 it's yeah. wrapped up and it can't and go it anywhere it's that swing arm yeah oh wow that is a trick piece dude. so that's also far more efficient than just hitting it with a rattle gun you know what i mean yeah because you that, can actually get the proper I, torque dude those threads just seem so small i always think i'm gonna blow that nut out dude but you never have no, I haven't. Yeah, no. I don't. You really have to have Some like a three-quarter, one-inch drive impact or something to do that, and then I'd be more worried about what's going on inside your transmission, yeah. too. You know, to get it to lock up properly. Huh. What would it catch on my on my straight leg frame? 
that's that square. I don't know, you might have to put like a or, pry bar in there or something to hold the back side of that tool. Yeah. You know, you could probably put it over to the other down to the other uh Well it's frame got that rail. fucking square in there so you can put a Oh yeah you could. A ratchet on there if yep. you wanted. Or a breaker bar. Yeah. To extend it. Yeah, that would do it. Fucking egg, fellas. You guys want to go ride a gondola or what? Yeah, I want to go. Let's go do something. Okay. Thanks more for coffee down. and some more food. Let's get more Thanks food. for talking with me, fellas. Thanks for Thank having you. us, Thanks, man. Brother. I can't wait. It's to, always we good we to ought see to do you. this Thank at you. the Thank end. And Dude, talk I was about thinking that'd trip. be kind of cool. Yeah. You got to get Bobby on too. Yeah, I got, I got two, two more microphones, and I got three more. Yeah, three more. To hook up. Bobby may not say much, but what he does say will be worth listening to because it'll be funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time meeting Bobby. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. All right. Thank you. Thanks, down. Dan. Dude, you think I was riling up enough on that fucking intro? It's been a minute, and uh, you know, not that I couldn't have put out podcasts in Nepal, but I was really just soaking it up and living in the moment. And like just fucking wrenching every fucking second I had over there into a good time. And it was, wasn't that difficult, man. The crew uh, involved that, you know, that, that Bear has, uh, you know, made part of his team. Booty, Modi, Krishid, Kazad, uh, Jay. Uh, dude, there's, there's multiple other guys. I fucking don't remember their name. I could never even really pronounce them to begin with because I'm such an asshole, but... What a great fucking time. You need to go to MotorcycleSherpa.com right now and just check it out. Figure out how and when you're going to make it happen. Start fucking getting your crew together because, you know, it's a fucking beautiful thing. And I would love to share this experience with you guys. So I'm going to firm up some details with Bear and figure out when I can help him and uh, let you guys know so that we can all go explore the fucking Himalayas and the highest roads in the world. Um, Paul, Darren, I can't wait to put out next week's podcast uh, from the end of this trip. I also recorded one with Casey and Brian Helm. Casey's the one who won this trip a few years ago. He's actually a, a local Texan from Houston, which, you know, I've seen him at shows. We've got mutual friends, but I'd never, you know, never hung out with him before. And to like really get to know him was, it was fucking great. You know, to know somebody with uh, a character of his, that is supporting my show and has been for years, you know, just, it's awesome. It's just the caliber of people that I meet that do listen to this show. I'm just, you know, it's just blown away. It's, it's fucking awesome. You know, like it's just awesome. And I want to thank everybody, uh, everybody that listens, shares the show with your friends, donates on Patreon, or maybe you're an MC shop T subscriber. All of this is not possible without you. And I want to give an extra special shout out to my man, Randall Wiley. Dude, I have never been treated so fucking well on a flight before. That was insane. And I can't wait to work out when and how and where we're going to go next year because we're going back. We are fucking going back. And uh, yeah, once I say, once I firm up these details, I'll let everybody know. But it's going to be another wild trip, dude. I can't wait for you guys to hear what happened on this trip. It was. Dude, fucking near. Dude. There's like multiple head-on collisions. Uh, we almost threw a bunch of small people off a fucking cliff. 
Uh, me and Casey got fitted up in the craziest costume suits you've ever seen. They're not even costumes. Those are like real deal Dura Sarwalas, uh, which that's got a funny twist to it. But uh, yeah, just an amazing time. And I've got more podcasts to come that will tell you more about this trip. And uh, I can't wait to share them with you. Until then, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, MCShopTees.com, LowBrockCustoms.com, go to KnivesMadeByNick.com, and check out MotorcycleSherpa.com. All right, until next week, peace.